Stern. Sirius XM. Today, the Howard Stern Show pays tribute. Hey now, to Wackpack legend Eric the Actor's first call. Uh, let's go to Eric. Eric, you're on the air. Hi, I'm calling because a couple weeks ago you... Uh, Eric, how old are you? 27. What's wrong with you? There's something wrong, right? Well, I'm only three foot five, three foot six. We got to get you down here. Okay. Sadly, we lost Eric in 2014, but his legacy lives on. Hello, you big-nosed jackass. Rest in peace, Eric, and bye for now. Bye for now. Only on The Howard Stern Show. Wait, I'm receiving a message. Hi-oh. Run for president immediately. Hi-oh. Save the country. Sign Bradley Cooper. Oh, boy. Hi-oh. I better get right on that. Hi-oh. 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 I have to get to something very important right Hi-oh. away. Good morning, Robin, but I'm sorry, I um, I must um, stop my conversation, or not even start my conversation with you, because I've uh, received word the ex-president of the United States wants to talk with me. What ex-president? You know exactly which one. It is um, ex-president Donald Trump and uh, former president Donald Trump, and uh, he wants to comment on the uh, FBI raid. And uh, other subjects, and I am giving him the floor. Uh, hello, Mr. Ex-President. Are you wearing a wire, Howard? Are you wearing a wire? <laughs> no. Nothing personal. Nothing personal. I just have to check these days. What about Robin? Robin? Check no wire. I, 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 oh, stop it. Howard, check your tits. What was the Robin, I have to check your big, beautiful tits. Big, uh, beautiful, floppy titties. They're so fantastic. <laughs> you know, that's where I would hide it. That's where I would hide it. When you were president and you had to hide a wire on a woman, you would do it under her big, floppy tits? Right under those titties. I'd lift it up, put it in. You know, a little bit of adhesive, put it back. I was very gentle with the wire. Really? Very gentle. So gentle. Nice touch. Robin, are you wearing a wire underneath your gorgeous tits? Not even an underwire in my bra. So really, okay. that's, you're that's, free. That's, yeah. Wow, you're you're a risk taker. You're a risk taker. I like that. Robin. I like that. Hey, uh, what about the uh, Queen's funeral? Um, what, like, what was your reaction when you heard the Queen died? It, it, was it a shock? You know, I mean. Mm. Well, well, you know, when I heard an old queen died, I was like, oh, no, not out in John, not out in John. No, seriously, though, my thoughts and prayers go out to the entire royal family and the white half of Meghan Markle. <laughs> Just the white half of Meghan Markle. Just the white half. Black people. I don't care about royals, you know. Well, you didn't get much of a black vote. Is that you're angry, I guess. Uh, you Absolutely. Know, I, and I love the black people. I've got that same guy at my rallies. You know how much it costs to ship him around the country? And he eats. <laughs> he go, we put him at the buffet places. He eats a lot of food. A lot of food. That, that one black guy at your rally. That one black uh, guy. That one black guy. Yeah, yeah, you don't even know his name. How does he always get that seat behind you? That <laughs> oh, that's safe for him. Part. That is safe for him. That's all. You admit that. You admit that. Yes. You admit yes. that. Right, right, right. That way I can what turn a- around and go, there's my black friend. 
friend. There he is, right, right there. There he is. Well, it helps, I guess. Were you were, were were you upset that you weren't invited to the funeral at all? No, no, no. A week with King dipshit and dogface. No thanks. Okay, and you know they they now call Camilla Camilla the Queen Consort. Queen Consort. Con sort of has a busted face. Yuck. I don't like old women with, you know, wrinkly faces. Besides, look, if I left Mar-a-Lago, the FBI would raid my office again and spread out more documents that I stole and make me look sloppy. Okay, there's a sick people, Howard. I am not sloppy. I am not. You call you, you, you say the, you say the FBI is sick. Mm, absolutely. Very, very sick people. You know, those eight, those, pardon me. So-called agents ransacked the place, okay, tore open all my furniture, one of them upper-deckered my toilet, big, <laughs> gross, lib turd. It was obviously Mexican food. Disgusting. Uh, you know, do you feel like you're being treated unfairly uh, in this? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I have a message for Joe Biden, who I'm sure listens to this show, and it's very simple. It's very simple. Reinstate me as president or I'll leak all of it. All of it. Seriously, there's some wow. shit in there, Howard, that would make your pubes turn white. And those, do like, like, okay, like what is in those documents? Oh, I've got proof. I've got proof that the CIA killed Martin Luther King and proof that Martin Luther King killed JFK. Mm -hmm. How about wow. this? How about this? This yeah. is big. Yeah. I've got all the big news. I've got all the big news. French President Macaron pees sitting down. La fruit. La fruit. And get ready for this. This is going to bust everything wide open. Israel. Israel is run by the Jews. It's true. Wow. <laughs> and you would release all that information if uh, unless they reinstate you as president. Is that what you're saying? In one shot, it would it would it would it would bring everything down. So let me fast. ask you this. Let me ask you this, Mister. Didn't he just release all that information? He just told us. What <laughs> yeah, well, he's, he would. Oh no, there's release. more. There's more. Oh, there's okay. more. Believe me. Right. Believe me. Did, uh, did you get everything back? Um, that stuff is sensitive. Oh, it's very sensitive. And look, I have to be honest about one thing. I did trade the nuclear codes for the Colonel's 11 secret herbs and spices. <laughs> Worth it. Worth it. It makes me smile just thinking about it. But the bottom line is they're not coming after me, Howard. They're not coming after me. They're coming for you. Soon, nobody will be able to keep stolen nuclear secrets in one of their five country clubs. Honestly, this country is going to hell. I think I see your point, that if they can do this to you mm -hmm. and not let you keep secret documents at your country club, that certainly means that someone like myself will never be able to keep documents at his country club. Am I correct? You, Robin, the, everybody, everybody. It's sad. It's Even sad. Robin. I see. Even well, Robin. Hey, I'll tell you this, the raid on your on your documents and on Mar-a-Lago is hurting you politically. The polls say you're losing support, even with the Republicans. Oh, yeah. my. I know, I know. Fox News has turned on me. Bill Barr is shit-talking me. Ivanka has got me in the friend zone. It's a total disaster. You know, Donald, I was considering running for president myself. Mm, well, Howard... 
I like you. Well, at least I used to like you. But if right. you ran, if you ran, I would have to fuck your whole shit up. I mean, you wouldn't even know what happened to you. Really? Like, what, are you what are you talking about? Howard, come on. Come on. I've got my MAGA army. One tweet from Marjorie Taylor Greene, and you'd be up to the up to your tits in internet Nazis who think you're a pedophile lizard. Believe me. Well, <laughs> I'll tell you, I'm going to tell you something. I actually think I'd make a good president. I mean it. Trust me. Listen, you do not want this job. And I would know. I mean, I'm just like you, except I have 70 million whackpackers. I want to get you. Let me move on because it's getting okay. silly. Real quick, mm. uh, did you hear NASA is planning a mission to the moon? Uh, listen, listen, no one was going to space before I was president. All right. I remember when the idea hit me, I was staring directly at the sun and I said, why don't we go up there? Why don't we go up there? All right. Enough of the politics. What about uh, Nick Cannon and being a father for the 10th time? Oh, come on. Put a turban on your cock, Nick. Seriously. Nick's made so many black kids, they have to join two separate gangs. You know, I feel your campaign and your whole presidency was very racist. I mean, you want Nick mm. Cannon to put a turban on his penis? Yes, and, that's uh, what they do. They put a turban on the penis, and it looks wonderful. It looks what wonderful. What about, all right, comment on this. Leonardo DiCaprio dumped his girlfriend. Excuse me. Excuse me. He didn't dump her, Howard. He recast her. Okay, the way they recast Spider-Man every few years, no one wants a middle-aged <laughs> Spider-Man, all right? And no one, no one wants Leo dating a girl born before 9-11. What about um, monkeypox? Are you concerned about that? Not really. I mean, let the gays figure it out. Well, I mean, gay guys aren't the only ones getting monkeypox, Mr. Ex-President. Oh, please, Howard. Rub two dicks together, and you're going to start a fire. It's that simple. What, what, okay, listen, this is getting silly. What about Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian breaking up? Who are you rooting for? I'm on Team Kanye, okay? We got along right. great. <laughs> great. You know, I pardoned him for that awful Jesus album, and he gave me a lifetime N-word pass. It's true. It's true. Well, let me tell you, I didn't know you had a lifetime N-word pass, but... Uh, yeah, given, I didn't know Kanye was in charge. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely, just ask the black guy at my rallies. Right, he gave you a pass, too. Well, listen... He gave me a double pass. It was great catching up, Donald, and I'm sure you've got important business to attend to. And uh, really. You know, I'm no. glad you straightened something out, because I did think it was silly to have those documents spread all over the floor like that. So the like FBI that. did that to take a picture, right? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Robin, you've been to my office. I'm so organized. They call me Mr. Mr. Organization. I've got OCD. It's all incredible. Right, all right. But guess well, what? Listen, guess what? what? Listen, listen. I've got a solution to this whole document thing. I yeah. am going to force Eric to eat them. Eat them. All right. Your son. Your... Yes, Eric. Get over here, you moron. <laughs> Come here. Come here. Come here, you Stupid. Here you go. Come on. Here comes the choo choo. Here comes the choo choo. There you go. Come on. Take it. You can do it, Eric. Remember when I made you the pee pee tape? Come on. Yes, for sure. All right. Thank you, Mr. Ex President. There you go. Mr. Ex President. Thought you were hiding a wire in your bra. 
(laughs) (laughs) But he didn't, you know, he asked you if you were uh, wearing a wire, but he didn't want to pat you down. No, he wanted to pat you down, like like all of our male guests. I've had male guests want to not only pat Robin down, but pick her up and take her, drag her out of the studio, <laughs> take her home, like she's a parting gift. Do That's that. right. I came with the swag bag. Let me say hi to Rooster. Rooster, you're on the air in Louisiana. I haven't spoken to him in a while. Hey, uh, hey now. What's good morning, everybody? Morning. What's on your mind, I Rooster? Know. I have figured out what is keeping Wendy's in business. Hmm. Wendy's sucks about everything they cook, but they have mastered the French toast stick. You know, they, I haven't been to, I haven't been to a Wendy's in in years, and uh, I remember going to Wendy's for you know the burger. There was a burger place, Wendy's. That was yep. it. Burgers, was fries, it. shakes. When did they yeah, introduce? But they were never considered the best. Well, no. When did when did they go to French toast sticks? They started serving breakfast. They, they started serving breakfast, and, and a lot of people didn't know it. Uh, hmm. the, I mean, hell, I didn't even know it. And um, But they stayed, now they got the French toast stick. Now, Burger King has a French toast stick. It's, uh, but it tastes too, um, it tastes more like a fried donut. And they serve hmm. it with syrup. I mean, it's good, but it's not great. But whatever they did, I know why now, why their burgers suck. Because the guy's been in the back learning how to do French toast sticks. <laughs> when you go to French Wendy's, Rooster, can you get a French toast stick at night? Do they serve breakfast uh, all day? No, they stop at 10 o'clock. I see. So uh, part of their breakfast menu is French toast sticks. And how many, I've never even seen a French toast stick. How many sticks come with an order? You can either get a four or a six piece. And when I get four, they serve that with syrup that uh, they don't put the syrup on. You put your own syrup. No, on. no. they put, You put your own syrup on it. It comes in a little, like a little, it's not a ketchup pack. It's in like a little square, a little bucket, like a barbecue sauce, little bucket. You peel it open mm-hmm. and you can dip it. John, what about uh, John Hine immediately logged on as soon as he heard you talking about <laughs> French toast sticks. Uh, John Hine, a, a man who has written about fast food. What was the fast food book you wrote, John? Uh, give the name again. It's called Fast Food Maniac, still available wherever books are sold. All right. Um, What about this uh, thing I don't even know about? Uh, Wendy's uh, French Toast Sticks. A couple of things here. One, I disagree vehemently with Rooster about Wendy's burgers. I think their burgers are very solid, and and really, that was always their moneymaker. But the whole trend of breakfast in fast food places is huge because they realize they've got the kitchen, They've got, you know, the ability to do this, yet they were shut, be shut down until 10, 30, 11 in the morning, only serving lunch and dinner. So they move to breakfast items like this, breakfast burritos, French toast sticks. I, however, do not eat breakfast at fast food places. I'm not an Egg McMuffin guy. I don't, I, I've never even tried the French toast sticks, but I do know that a lot of people are now going to fast food places for breakfast and it's really actually helped them up their bottom line so i defer to rooster on the french toast sticks i can't give an opinion on that but why if you are a why if you're a fast food quote-unquote maniac you've written a book about it why are you avoiding breakfast you would think as a researcher you would go and have a few breakfasts and then be able to comment on who had the better french toast stick wendy's or burger king 
You know, it, it's funny, Howard. In the book, I disclaim in the beginning I'm not talking about breakfast because I was trying to set up a second book and then do all the breakfast items of that one. <laughs> Shockingly, right. I was not asked to do that book. Well, so, well maybe right. I can co-write it with him. I'm, I'm also an author, so maybe I can take over the breakfast side of the book and me and John can work together and make a new book. John, B Burger King, you, uh, you say is terrible when it comes to hamburgers. What, what, uh, you know, this is why I would be interested in a sequel because I'm wondering if they redeem themselves with French toast. Maybe Rooster's wrong, you know. I mean, who knows? How I much, don't think, I'm sorry, Howard. Uh, well, my question is, how much better is, uh, Wendy's French toast sticks than Burger King? Is it like, like on a scale of one to ten? Is a difference. Oh, wow. Hmm. Yeah, he says they don't even taste like French toast. They taste like a fried donut. donut. Like a fried donut. Hmm. But John might help Cajun. us with this. Yeah. But Robin, how does Burger King get it so wrong? If their burgers are so horrible, and then they fuck up with their French toast and make it into a donut, well, who is running the show over who there? Who is running Burger King? Yeah, they right. get everything wrong. I mean, I've said that for years. They are just. Me too. The, the I agree one hands down. I agree. And they just what? announced they're investing millions and millions of dollars into, you know, redoing the franchise and making the places look better and all that. They're clueless. You know, I mean, Burger King, I'm happy to consult if you want me to fix your business. But they oh. just year after year, they just do things, make mistake after mistake. And, uh, you know, King sucks so bad. I prefer Sonic over Burger King. They, but but Burger King is like you said they're going to invest more money they're expanding constantly could it be that you two are out of touch because Burger King is is doing so well as a company uh, what is it that, what are you you're shaking your head no how who's going to Burger no. King now? I'm shaking there, no, I'm shaking, I thought you were talking to me Howard I'm shaking my head no too <laughs> now, Howard they, I mean if you, they they used to be like you know it was Wendy it was Burger King and McDonald's like and they have fallen yeah. off the map quite a bit they had to get bought by another company and more investment went into it and they've just in my opinion let the quality control just go to hell and other places have really stepped up wendy's has gotten better you know chick-fil-a's made a huge mark in the in the in the industry sonic as rooster mentioned they're big and burger king they've got all the locations they have the name brand recognition but they don't deliver when it comes to the meal and that's gonna you're gonna lose audience that way do you possibly consider that in the fast food industry, people, like with music or anything else, they're always looking for the next best thing? In other words, Burger King's just been around too long, that they should almost rebrand, change their name. Maybe it's that, that you're always looking for the new Chick-fil-A or uh, some I other mean, company. That would no. make sense, Howard, but then it wouldn't explain the success of McDonald's. McDonald's has been no. around forever and able to innovate, like, with chicken McNuggets well, see, and, and, and different John, stuff that they, products that they introduce to the market. When Burger King I, does this, like chicken fries and other stuff, some of them work okay, but most just come and go. There's no, oh, I got to go to Burger King to get this. Well, you don't feel that way about their stuff. Think about this, John. Howard might be right. Uh, when you accommodate, let's say you're going to make a song for a particular individual. You want to bring those individuals out to your concert. I think McDonald's mastered it because they picked an age bracket. They didn't focus no much on an individual, but an age bracket. There's always going to be 9 to 10-year-olds, 9 to 15-year-olds. There's always going to be, when they serve breakfast all hours of the day, 
you got truck drivers that their nights and days are mixed up. I think they targeted uh, a group based on age and necessity. So as long as there's a need, there's a cause. Burgers All I know is I'm reading here, six-piece French toast sticks at Wendy's, four, how many calories? 490 calories. Well, what I'm wondering, Howard, is how is Rooster... With, you know, all of his situation. He's supposed that he didn't he have the surgery to <laughs> cut it down his stomach and yes. and and all of that stuff. And he's still, you know, he's he's trying out the French toast sticks. Listen, I've seen pictures of Rooster. <laughs> no disrespect. Rooster is maybe the largest human being I've ever seen. I mean, he is phenomenally big. I want to say that. I mean, John's no lightweight, but John still looks like a you know, human being. Rooster has got a wild look. I mean, this guy, he is a big, big... How would you describe Rooster, John? I mean, he's like... Uh, it's its unbelievable when you see a picture of him, right? Yeah, Rooster's a big boy. I'm sure he'll admit that, although I think he's oh, lost yeah. weight recently. Uh, he doesn't have a neck. As... I mean, he has, he's all chin. You don't see any neck. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it comes as no surprise when you see Rooster or my physique. And thank you for the compliment, Howard. It definitely right. fits the food that we eat. There's no doubt about yeah. that. But it's all right. about calorie intake, Robin. You know that. You know, if you, uh, if you, if you monitor what you're eating and, and make sure that you're exercising or doing other stuff, uh, you'll be all right. Rooster and I just struggle with that part of the. You know, they, they always say, they always say you are what you eat. And I said to a guy the other day, I said, Rooster, if no disrespect. I said, Rooster. I would, I would be a 25 year old blonde woman. No, I tell you what, I, I said to the guys the other day, I said, I, I'm looking at this picture of Rooster. I go, Rooster shaped like a chicken McNugget. Like he literally looks like a chicken McNugget. He does. You got to see a picture of this Just guy. Just put some eyes on a chicken uh, McNugget and you yeah. got Rooster. And you got Rooster. It's crazy. So Rooster, it's a good point. Are you, are you giving, are you just one of these guys that says, fuck it. I don't care anymore. If I, if I die, I die. I got to have French toast sticks. It's just the way no. I roll. No, Robin brings up a valid point. I did have the gastric sleeve surgery. My stomach is not as big as it used to be. When I roll through there, I get the four-piece, and I eat one. My wife eats one, and I even go as far as either throw the other two out or give it away. or I, 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 I go and get one, and I can eat one, and I eat it comfortably. I enjoy it, but I don't eat the rest of them. And hmm. oh, I don't do that every morning. Or like, if I want a donut, I'm, I'm in the I'm, I'm in the urge for a donut. I do not deprive myself. I will go. I will order one donut, and I will drive the hell away and eat my one donut. I don't uh, indulge or gorge myself. Yeah, Wolfie, what do you case. know about this? I think Rooster's playing with fire because yeah, when you he eat... would be a lot smaller, right? Well, well yes, Robin. Uh, donuts, donuts are like alcohol. I mean, like you start with one, the next thing you know, you're eating two, and then you're eating three. That's your right. habit, your habit doesn't go down; it only goes up. Uh, Wolfie, what do you want to say? What do you know about this? And then uh, I'll bring in John Blit, who says he was with John at In and Out this summer. He says it is fascinating to watch John Hine order at a fast food restaurant. <laughs> well, a couple uh, things. I, yes. I agree with you about Rooster. Like a heroin addict doesn't take one hit of heroin; they keep going back. So he should just right. go cold turkey. But I, I'm annoyed with John and Rooster always shitting on Burger King. Burger King ah. is by far the superior burger. Because you can get whatever you want on it. Like, let's say you like barbecue sauce. 
just ask for barbecue sauce and they add it. And the beef actually tastes more like a, a barbecued burger if you were cooking, cooking outside. McDonald's burger doesn't even taste like real meat. And if you even look at it, it it's about paper thin. Uh, so I just, I get you know, annoyed. Wolfie, they, they I got to tell you burger. something. When, when I hear these two guys talking about Burger King, I remember back in the day when I used to go with Robin to the various uh, fast food restaurants. We were, we were both into it for a while. We were maniacs, not anymore. Right? Yeah, we were fast food <laughs> maniacs. Uh, but uh, I, I was such a maniac, I couldn't find pants that fit. But uh, I wore, I go, I wore pregnancy pants. I had a, a, a fat boy pants with the panel in them. Uh, Did your, thigh, like a, your thighs rub together was it yeah robin robin loves to tell that story to anyone she meets <laughs> about how she saw my thighs I rubbing together tell the story you tell the story. bullshit uh robin uh, that's robin's uh, like you go out to dinner with robin she she starts with that yeah well, i oh remember when howard thighs used to rub together. he started a fire uh we we, we we didn't have heat that year and howard's thighs started a nice fire <laughs> There she go, she always tells the story. I was walking behind Howard and I saw that there was no space between his thighs and they were just rubbing. I heard a noise. You know, she's got a hold. It's a dramatic. It's almost like Shakespeare when she tells it. Um, I, I was walking behind him. Here we go. And I kept hearing this. <laughs> Swish, swish, swish. <laughs> there we go. She loves that story. Wolfie, I got to agree with you. I remember when we would go to the fast food that uh, the burgers at Burger King, and I'm not necessarily saying they were better, but they did, they resembled meat, like real yes. meat, way more than Definitely. McDonald's did. With the char marks and all that stuff. Yeah, exactly. at least look, they gave the semblance of meat. All right, you're both blinded by the king here, okay? No, if you I think, think if, if you think how either of these burgers have anything to do with the semblance of meat, you're way off base. Well, okay? no, 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 John. I think here's my theory about you. I'll tell you why you were the wrong guy to write the book. You don't like you don't like food. Number one, you are looking for food that doesn't taste like food. You like artificial things. I I've gone to dinner with you. You do not like real food. So anything that tastes like fake food, like it's not even a real hamburger, you would be attracted to. Uh that's my theory on you. Rooster, okay. I don't know that well. Real meat. Well, let me let me refute your theory a little bit, Howard. Um when we did go to dinner, I did actually eat the real food, although I felt like a animal in a zoo having you guys all observe <laughs> me as I tried various <laughs> options. But yes, I do like I do like artificial stuff. I totally cop to that. But everything in this genre we're talking about falls into that category. If you're looking for quote unquote real food, don't go to these places. They're not for you. Yeah, but why and is Chick-fil-A then so popular? Because it tastes like real chicken. They actually use chicken and it's it's so so you're wrong. You're, no, no, Chick No, Chick-fil-A doesn't suck, Rooster. Stop. I mean Chick-fil-A's <laughs> policies, that's one thing. But in terms right. of their chicken sandwich and their waffle fries and their shakes, they're they're awfully, awfully good. And I think uh, it, when you're when you're there's a few things you want to take in consideration. One is the taste, which Wolfie clearly prefers Burger King, and he's wrong. Two is the expense <laughs> and how much money you're you know gets a cheap meal. But three, it's like um, a, a cigarette or a drug or something like that. Once you find that taste and you're hooked, you're going to keep coming back for more. I mean, Rooster is case in point of that. Well, and I'm shocked that you don't you don't try the French toast sticks. At Wendy's and at uh, Burger King. As I'm really an shocked. expert, as I, an I, expert, I acknowledge that 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 is definitely a weakness. You don't want to go to me for breakfast fast food oh, advice. 
I actually excuse me, excuse me for a minute. Oh, hey everybody, it's it's Doctor Now from Six Hundred. Hello, Doctor Now. What do you make of these very large men talking about fast food? It's disgusting, rooster. Why? Why you no want to have a neck? What do you think? You don't need that to turn your head to swallow. <laughs> it's good thing you don't like the Burger King. You gonna? I hope you no, don't I, like the no, Hamburglar no, 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 either. I like the Hardee's. I like the Hardee's, not the Burger King. Hey, I like listen to me. You gonna have one French toast stick next time? Gonna make your heart explode. How you gonna like that when you're dead in the ground? Who are they gonna use to bury you? The jaws of life. It's <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> make sure they put some syrup on it. You, are, you think you're being funny and you're not living in a reality. And I'm not interested in any more excuses or games from you, Rooster. What yes, is sir. Rooster's problem, Doctor, now? The problem with Rooster is he don't want to do the work, okay? <laughs> and until this changes, I can't help him. He more worried about... Weight, hey, though. shut up. I'm talking to you and maybe you clean the fat out of your ear and re listening to me. You understand the word or two coming out of my mouth here. You are no better than a guy who doesn't sink with his brain because it's deep fried like a well, milk. Doctor now, Doctor now, let's be positive. How many calories should uh, Rooster and John Hine be eating a day? It's very simple. I have it here in my new book. 1200 calorie diet in the morning you wake up you eat something small 400 calorie beat of egg you have a beat of meal hey i'm trying to give you diet you don't listen this is why you're bigger than a house don't you know that you ever eat vegetable any of you piggies or you just sit here on the phone what vegetable deep fried right no i don't fry my cabbage i boil my cabbage yeah, well, that's one thing to start, but you're going to look, it's simple, calorie he's, in, calorie out. He's lying, you, doctor, now, right? I in know words. he did. Listen, Howard, the scale don't lie. The people right. do. When I'm they right. stand on the scale, it tells the truth. You don't All say, right. you don't gain 300, 400 pounds eating green bean and you, <laughs> You're picking on rooster, but what about John Hine? Here's a guy, educated guy. He's top guy. What was you're his problem? A John Hine, you're a pusher. You write books. <laughs> glorify. <laughs> you glorify. You are the antithesis right. of Thank you, Dr. All right. He, he sounds like he's he got right. a French toast stick stuck in his throat. Well, um, <laughs> one of the uh, John Blitz says for some reason he was with John Hine when he went to I don't even know what fast food restaurant. I guess it was In and Out. In and Out. In and Out. He said, "Yeah." Uh, John, why is it uh, John Blitz? Why is it funny to watch John Hine? Well, uh, the, inten- order? the intensity. He's like a great white shark in line. What were you and- doing with John Hine first? Where? How do you end up going to In and Out, which is such an honor, right? I mean, it's an honor yeah, to go it with is. John. It's an incredible. You know, it's like seeing a unicorn. So I really kind of wanted to uh, and, take and it. And when you take say it it's like in. when you say take it all in, it's because here's a guy who wrote a book about fast food maniac. 
yeah. uh, to go to a fast food restaurant, it's like going to the uh, art museum with Picasso. In other words, yeah. here's a guy. Yeah, here's a guy who knows something more That's than the average schlub. That Howard. All right. Yes. John tells you how to go and order. Right. He that's well, that's the ins- that's the everything. insane thing. That's yeah. the insane thing. He was he orders everything off menu. I I also think he orders like a beef patty from the 1950s. Like he wants yeah. things that are impossible. And then he's like he's like he looks at me. He's like I'm ordering a Neapolitan milkshake. Uh, and he's like, you know why I like to order the Neapolitan milkshake? Because it's not on the menu. And the intensity <laughs> was frightening. John, I'm slightly offended by this because, one, yeah. you were thrilled to go with me. I was, two, I'm not saying I wasn't. I was, as part of the experience, yeah. you could do your traditional off-the-board order or... You can do all secret menu items, which I did. Yep. I explained to you why, how <laughs> yeah. they were all made, why you should always get your fries well done at In-N-Out, which Absolutely. is not on the menu. Absolutely. And I felt like you appreciated it. I yeah. did. I, now, I, I, but now you're turning the tables I, and I'm mocking me. I'm not knocking you. It's just and, an observation. You know. I also think some of the things you ordered are, were from your imagination, and that's why <laughs> they fucked up your order. And while everyone... <laughs> In other words, John is an expert. He goes in. He knows about all the off-menu items. Uh, yeah. Are the when he when he's ordering, John? Are you like? Do you see that the employees are terrified or confused? Yes. Like what happens? <laughs> They're terrified. They're confused. Again, I I think some of the things he ordered don't exist. He wants a burger. What did he like order? That, you I, you know I didn't. I was he orders like. Fries well done, uh, onions on the side, burger from the 1950s, like a bun that's from, you know, somewhere else. It, it's John, confusing. what are you doing? What is this? Well, what happened? We were, okay, well, In-N-Out is in California on the West Coast, so it's a special treat when I go there. We were out in L.A. doing some shows over the summer. And so it was me, John, and a few other people, and I did my traditional secret menu item order, which the In-N-Out people just smiled and entered it in because they knew about the secret menu, and you don't speak about it like Fight Club out loud. And then everybody else got their food except me. So I kept waiting, and then finally they called my number. I went in, and I took out the burger, and I think JD is still laughing because when I opened it up, it wasn't right. And I had to go back in and explain how they messed it up. And then by the time I came back out, you know, Gary, they're all laughing at me because they've all finished eating at this point, and I'm now just beginning to eat my burger. But well worth the wait. I love it and out. He was pissed, though. Everyone was eating. I, I was felt upset. guilty eating watching him. It was an angry, angry, angry man. Well, you know, I'm listening to this and I'm saying John is taking the fast out of fast food with his crazy ordering. Exactly. You see, the the whole idea of fast food is to go there and eat up quick and not have to wait because you just want it now. And that's the thing. John complicates it to the point. That you're right. He's turning the restaurant into something that it's not. You're some, actually, and John, actually, let me ask you the truth. Robin He's turning gets it into, into something. Uh, yeah, exactly. John, well, and the burger that you ended up with, it was a little bit wrong. Could you not have just eaten it? What was so wrong sure. with it? That I mean, really, I, I, it had stuff on it that I didn't want. Yeah, I could have decided to, you know, scrape eat it, it off. But 
Yeah. But Howard, this was an opportunity for a lesson, okay? And I went back uh, in and I uh, explained, uh. look, if you're going to do your job, you need to do it well. And I have high expectations. And right. that's, see, I disagree with Robin. I think I'm upping the abilities of the fast food staff to say, hey, you know what? We're going to get your order right. We're going to make sure it's right the next time. So, yeah, it may take a little while longer, but you know what, John? Coming because- back, John. You're not coming back for like three years. <laughs> they truly all these skills. Robin, he's truly, he, yeah, he's truly a fast food maniac. The book is, uh, oh, he is. he's a maniac. Imagine, imagine giving a, a teachable moment to someone food. earning $7 an hour. Yeah, five well, people yeah. quit. Yeah. See, you know, people great. quit after John. Uh, first of all, when John when John uh, teaches the staff, he he forgets that most of the staff they're there for, as you say, two three months tops, and then they move on and they become stand up comedians. And you know what it is. <laughs> You know, when you think about some poor schlub working at the In and Out place, you know, if it's as if working at In and Out isn't bad enough, then John comes in, mm-hmm. and and John now has to teach. He is having finding teachable moments it's for like the staff. <laughs> yeah, he's got this. This job is so bad. <laughs> they have tried to make it as easy as possible. They right. practically put pictures of what you're ordering <laughs> on the cash register, and John is screwing up everything. Pictures well, are a good first step, Robin. And I think that if, if they continue to pay attention to what they're doing, understand John. Burger King says, have it your way. They are there to satisfy the customer. So if John. I don't want cheese on my burger, I shouldn't have cheese on my burger. It's a simple one as of that. the questions I always wanted to ask you when we were working at the office before the pandemic, mm-hmm. you would uh, in general, most weeks, you would order lunch from Chick-fil-A, a fried chicken truck and a pizza truck every single week. So you had three different options. These are three very different options. Chick-fil-A being a restaurant, a fried chicken truck being a truck, and a pizza truck being a truck. In your opinion, out of the three options that you had, which was the best all-around meal? Chick-fil-A or a fried chicken truck or a pizza truck? That's a great question. Uh, I would say Chick-fil-A. No, it's not. <laughs> Chick Fil A was probably the best. The pizza truck was okay. I like others. I want variety in my diet, so right. I would get pizza every week. And then the chicken tenders truck that was pretty good. Yankee Doodle that was pretty solid. But overall, as a full full meal, I would say Chick Fil A was probably the best option when we were in the office. The follow up question. The follow up question would be: As a New Yorker, when you're working in Manhattan. Where the best pizza is in any pizzeria. Why go to a pizza truck and not go to a fantastic pizzeria? Because where we are, there aren't a lot of good New York pizza places in our I office agree with specifically. You, John. Yeah. Thank you, John. You're and welcome. I think also, Howard, I'm, you know, <laughs> I'm not leaving my desk. I'm working. So if I can get it right. delivered to the desk. That's less time away. You know what? I'd like to see John Hine work at an In-N-Out for like a week every day oh, and deal with other that. John Hines. And I've deal, done that. Deal on, with himself. Yeah. If you, yeah. If you watch fast, <laughs> if you watch fast food mania on uh, Destination America when that was on back in the day, 
I worked at a Wendy's and I worked the drive through And let me tell you something, it ain't easy. You had assholes like me coming through <laughs> saying that they wanted this and complaining it was wrong. And he didn't I, stutter. I, I felt the well, pain. Well, let me ask I you something. When you say you felt pain, like, really, did you feel the pain? In other words, yeah. how long did you, did, I mean, how long did, did you just do a few customers or did you put in a couple hours? Oh, no, hours? I, did, I did a few hours. It, it's tough, man. And I, so I, a guy I, pulls up and he goes, uh, hey, um, I, you, you messed up my cheeseburger. You didn't. Uh, do the, 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 do you sit there and go, oh god, this guy's a pain in the ass? Yes, yeah, and I you understand do. why they'd want to spit in my food and do all. I totally get it. It makes <laughs> right. sense. It's also how they say it. If they're like, hey, uh, I ordered it this way and it came out wrong, could you replace? No, but nobody talks like that. It's usually like, you, you know, hey, Bo, you know, you screwed up my order, asshole. Like this is what I wanted, and and you know, now the line at the drive-through is backing up, and it's all your fault, and everyone's yelling at you inside the restaurant. It's a high-stress job. I mean, yeah, I, I do understand that. When and I John, John, what, I don't understand. <laughs> What, why, if you're like you're a, would be considered a high level employee, you've you you take the order from the person they've spe they've given you a special order. How does he get fucked up? It's written down, right? I mean, mm -hmm. what, how do you fuck that up? I mean, you, you've been because it's not just one person working on the order. Different people are at different stations doing different things. And if somebody doesn't read the order right or messes, and again, it's coming rapid fire. So it's like an assembly line. So if one person messes up, then that gets screwed up. Now the line is backed up. They have a clock going to see how long it takes to get to the next person. If that clock hits a certain amount of time, it starts beeping. It's, it's crazy, but you know, that's what you do in order to have an efficient drive through operation. The guys who you told know me. Other places that you would get lunch from on a regular basis were the Philly cheese steak truck, Five Guys, and Chipotle. Out of those three choices, who is the best? Five Guys. Mm. Five Guys is really good, but it takes a long time to get. That's my only knock on Five Guys. It's a good, uh, a good meal. Uh, the cheese steak truck was okay. I put that probably last of the three. Chipotle, I still get to this day when I go in. I think Chipotle is excellent. They do a really good job. You can order stuff on an app, which means it'll be right. John, you're shaking your head. Why uh, Chipotle? Chipotle is garbage food. It is How dare you. It's undigestible. Why it's not true. It is really bad. It's, it's probably one of the healthiest it, options out there if you're going to get fast well. food. Sure, and and they keep garbage. it cheap by uh, having underage workers, I hear. <laughs> <laughs> so what? <Well. laughs> hey, that price is, uh, you know, in stone. Rob, I'll tell you what, when I, when, I was 16, when I was 16, I needed a job, and I'll and I tell you, there weren't a lot of options. I'm just baffled. This uh, is the area John chose to be an expert in. Like, is it this... <laughs> It just, just blows my mind. I know a few things, Wolfie, but yes, this is one of the things I do. And Wolfie. honestly, I am trying to eat less of it as time goes on because I do know the effect that it has on you long term. But uh, there's a McDonald's down the street that's just way too good to pass up. Um, what do you substitute the, with? What do you go to when you're not eating fast food? Uh, Chinese food. But I get like, hold on, I get steamed chicken or steamed shrimp with mixed vegetables. That's probably the healthiest thing I eat in general. Um, I I, there's an Italian place, so I get, you know, a chicken oh, oh. parmesan hero and pizza. <laughs> 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 Here on and pizza? Uh, by the <laughs> way, John's, John's uh, go-to Chipotle order is, for those of you keeping track at home, it's a burrito bowl. 
with double chicken, double chicken. He wants double and double veggies and brown rice. So there it is. Uh, for those Very healthy. Track. Yeah. Very healthy as far as I'm concerned. And I used to get the chips on the side, but I've cut that out. So nice. I'm actually right. making making strides. But it's funny, Howard, when we go, when my wife and I go out to a restaurant or we go there, you know, everybody immediately looks at me because I'm looking at the menu like it's a language that I don't understand. I'm like, wait a minute, what is this stuff? I can't do this. Uh, but, well, uh, John, one thing you should know is John is presenting himself as a healthy eater, but John orders a large cookie and ice cream shake with every Chick-fil-A order. Do you know that, John? Oh. I, I do, I yeah. yeah. You've seen him do it? Yeah. They don't yeah, make do it. they don't make the large shake anymore. The cookies and cream shake. It only comes in one size now, which is a huge disappointment. But I told you, I said this before, Howard. When you walked by my desk that day and you saw what I had, you were salivating. I was. I, I thought was. you were going to grab the shake from me. And I guess that was like the old <laughs> yeah. Robin days you're talking about. Because well, you know I was jealous. I would love before I die to have one of those shakes. The problem is I don't know when I'm going to die. You see what I mean? So yeah. I'm afraid so you to can't. have it. You, you'll probably yeah. miss the day. Howard, before the uh, <laughs> summer break, you mentioned that you were thinking about going to McDonald's to get French fries and a chicken sandwich. Did that ever happen over the Well, summer? you know what it is? My father died, and my mother is, I don't know where she's at. I mean, it's um, its really weird the stage we're at with my mother because she's 94, and I say to her, Mom, you know, she wasn't eating. I go, Mom, now's your chance. Let's face it. You probably don't have many days left. Go fucking crazy. And, and and she's like looking at me like I'm from another planet. She goes, what do you mean? I go, order a pizza. Have um what have chocolates for lunch. Have 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 a fucking gin and tonic for Christ's sakes. Sedate yourself. Go wild. Eat whatever you want. What do you like to eat? I like egg drop soup. I'm going to order you a vat. You're going to be bathing in egg drop soup. I got some money. I'm going to fucking get you the egg drop soup you so desire. Send it over. <laughs> this egg drop soup is delicious. I go, that's it. What else do you like to eat? Well, I like guacamole. Mom, I'm going to get you guacamole. I eat potato chips. They told me to get salt-free potato chips. I don't like salt. Mom. Eat the potato chips. Go crazy. <laughs> Who gives a shit? This is the moment. This is what I'd be doing. And she thinks I'm out of my mind. She goes, Beth, do you believe what he's saying? And even Beth said, That's, I've been starving my, my, I've been starving my whole life. Beth goes, I'm, I'm ready to eat some. I would be eating everything on the planet. Really? Well, she went to town, my mother, eating the chips, the guacamole, the avocado, the, the fucking um, uh, egg drop soup every day, twice a day. Her legs blew up to the size of balloons. I'm laying in bed. I can't move my legs. I mean, it's terrible. I go, oh, no, this is the problem. We can't figure out when she's going to die. I figured she had a few days left. She'll go crazy and eat something because she was starving. Her problem is she's healthy. Now she's got to stop. <laughs> well, the doctor That's right. gave now her. you're going to restrict her. The doctor got a hold of her, said, what are you doing? I listen to my son. I ain't that drunk. He's killing me. I go, I go, Mom. So the doctor gave her a diet right now. She's not having any fun anymore. She's over there. She couldn't have. They, they said to her, um, uh, no more chips. She goes, I like chips with avocado. 
I go, I gotta find a, 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 a something that is like a chip. I go, what about the matzah? I can't eat matzah, it's too hard. <laughs> I go, what about an English muffin? I like an English muffin. I go, well, good. I go, I'll go put one in the toaster. She goes, we don't have a toaster. <laughs> I go, you got a toaster. I start thinking, maybe I'm crazy. She's got a toaster. This is a to I'm looking at it. I go, maybe it's not a toaster. It was a fucking toaster. She, you know, she's losing it. And I'm believing her. You know what I'm thinking it's about? Crazy. A friend of mine who, you know, she used to take her mother once a week to the McDonald's drive through and they would get the McDonald's fries without nice. salt. And, and the, the, you know, her mother loved it. Right. So she could do that. She could get McDonald's fries and those fries are good salt or not. Right. And she could have a party. Well, I don't know. I put my mother on a party, but then as soon as it's salt free. Well, the whole thing's crazy. You know, I call my mother every night. If I'm not with her, I'm going to call. Her. Uh huh. And the problem is my mother thinks she's dying. I think she's dying. So we but always she's have not a dying. <laughs> she's not dying. And, and, and we always have this final conversation because she goes, oh, wow, my son. But like we're having a normal conversation. Everything's good. But I know when it because she we're always having the fun. She goes, my son, my son, my son. <laughs> oh, boy. I go, uh oh, I go, here it comes. I know what's coming next. There's no, you know, because we think it's always the last conversation. Yes. I don't know. Make sure. I don't know what's going to be, but I couldn't have asked for a better son. I go, Mom. I I like that, but you know, every time we talk, you don't have to say that. I know what I have to say. Don't tell me what to say. <laughs> I know what I'm saying. I go, well, I want to tell you similarly, since this is our last discussion, that you are the best mother I could have ever asked for. You don't have to say that. You don't have to return the compliment because I complimented you. But I want to say that. I go, I want to say it, Mom. I want to tell you what. And then I feel guilty and I start telling her. I even make up shit to tell her how great she was. I, I went into a whole story about how she advised me how to do radio, how to do all this shit. And, uh, and then I, I'm exhausted afterwards because I, because I go, oh, if this is the, really the last conversation, I better get in. How great she is. And then I get off the phone and bang my head into the wall. <laughs> and tonight it'll be the same thing. We'll get on the phone and we'll have the same last conversation. But um, And that'll last for the next five years. <laughs> I was going to say, what happens if you well, know, you're having this problem. conversation for five years? <laughs> well, that's the problem. That's the problem. <laughs> I told you I bought her a new TV. That was a disaster. So I said, Mom. How's it going with the TV? Because <laughs> my sister went over there and I asked my sister, would you go practice with her? She said, sure. I said, so my sister went over on Monday and practiced the TV with her. Uh -huh. And I tried to find out from my sister, what is it that's so difficult for yeah, mom with the, the TV? Yeah. And then my sister goes, well, it might be that she's on a lot of morphine. And I go, well, yeah, <laughs> that I know. But I mean, what I'm trying to figure out what, uh, in other words, 
when I'm there with her, she turns it on and she can watch TV. I see it. The TV's on and she changes the channel. That's it. There's nothing else to do. It's one remote. So I said to my sister, would you please just explain to me what function she's having problem? My sister didn't write back. I don't know. So oh. I'm in the dark. Well, I think she's had it, too. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'm like, I'm like, I'm still like scratching my head literally to to figure to out. Figure out what's going on with this television. Yeah. Like last night I go, Mom, what's up? I go, how you feeling? Oh, listen, it's the <laughs> same thing every day. I go, but I sent you to the gynecologist. He gave you the new cream for your veg. What? How's that work? Oh boy! <laughs> I'm on so many creams. I'm on so many creams. I don't know what's going on. I got a cream for this and a cream for that. I can't keep track of it. She might be using the wrong cream on oh, her back. Oh, that happened too. Because she's got cream for the butt. She got cream for the back. Oh, she got no. cream for. I go, Mom, you're not putting the butt cream on your vaginal. I don't know what I'm doing with that cream. I go, but the aide knows what they're doing. They don't know what they're doing either. <laughs> I go, well, they do know what they're doing. But I, I'm calling for, uh, so I'm hanging up on you. It's annoying as fuck when I'm rolling. I love you. I love you, pal. Love you, go, go get some. Go get, uh, go, go get something to eat. Sticks. Go get French fries. No, I said, what are you doing with that cream? I'm brushing my teeth with this pussy cream. <laughs> Mom. I said, Ma. I go, Mom, listen, I'm calling about something else. What's going on with the TV? How are you doing with it? Well, listen, your sister came over, and I'm doing much better with the TV. What does that mean, much better? It means I was working it in front of you, sister. What? Oh. I was, what, what are you going, Jeff? I said I was working it with your sister. Now Robin can't hear. You can't hear. Robin can't hear. Oh, Robin. I worked the TV in front of your sister. And it was good. Yeah, so you're watching TV? I find that I don't have much interest in TV. Anymore. Oh, no. Now that you got it all straightened out, uh, you don't I care? Go, no, I, then I'm going crazy because now she's telling me she gave up on me. In other words, she doesn't know what's going on with the TV. So now she says, I don't have interest in the TV. She, her one joy was the TV. Uh, she loved that game show. Whatever the fuck Tattletales. <laughs> she's watching old Tattletales episodes. God knows what things yeah, she's watching. Yeah, those people are dead. That's how all those shows are. Yeah. <laughs> Would you get her a PlayStation or something or no? Oh, please. Uh, no, no. Are you no. kidding? She can't. So turn that off, please. I, I don't know what you're doing. So, but so, do you, like, so if you say to her, instead of how's the TV... Are you watching Tattletales? Did you see Tattletales today? No, no. She she just said I don't have interest in television anymore. So now, so now her. But I think that's to stop you from asking her if she can work it. Maybe I don't know, Robin. Listen, I'm exhausted. You know, I've uh, Howard's asked the same questions of his mother (laughs) every time he talks to her. Uh, because he gets on the phone with me and he'll say, I asked her this. I, I was like, Howard, 
you can't ask the same question the same way every day because you're going to get the same answer. Uh, so you got to try to figure out to get her talking about something so you listen. can figure out if she's enjoying herself or not, not whether she can work it. It's time for the clarinet player to come visit her. (laughs) (laughs) You know what, Robin? And I've said this to Robin off the air, and I don't mind saying on the air. Robin is an expert. I said, Robin, do me a favor. You call my mother. And she's like, no. She doesn't even remember me. Yes, she does. You ask her some (laughs) questions. You, You would be terrific with her. Maybe you'll whip her into shape. I mean, listen, I'm looking for anyone to take over. Uh, I, I'd be thrilled. I, it's all on me. But, um, you know, with the cream. You should even doctors. watch something she watches and talk to her about it. No, I'm not doing that. I'm not. I, I refuse to watch Tattletales. I'm sorry. <laughs> but now she has no interest, Robin. That's the worst part yeah. because Howard yeah. got this great big new TV, which yeah, used to be her he joy. It. And now she's like, I have no interest, which is, oh, that's, that's rough. But yeah, I, I mean, don't believe that. I, I believe just... that she just doesn't want to talk about the controls anymore. You were a wonderful son. No one could ask for a better son. And I was like, thank you, Mom. You were the best mother. Don't, you don't have to say it. <laughs> and then I, and then I, I don't know why I go into this. And I, then I exhaust myself telling her what I, you know, I go, Mom. Why? Do you, I'll tell you why you were a great mother. All right. You remember when I went to Wellmet camp and I came home. I was 13 years old, and and I brought home Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, the Beatles. What? Say that again. (laughs) I go, remember I went to camp? Yeah. And I came home, I was 13. Yeah. I was 13, and I... Brought home the Beatles, Sergeant Peppers. <laughs> right. You know what I'm talking about? What are you talking about? I'm talking about when I came home from camp. And oh you goodness. came into my room and I played for you the entire. You sat with me and listened to the Beatles, Sergeant Pepper, the two of us alone. We. I told you I liked it and you listened to it. I listened to the Beatles. And remember, you liked it. Of course I liked it. Let me tell you something. What? I used to go to the beauty parlor, and all these women were there. They didn't like the Beatles, and I did. Yes, yes, you did. (laughs) A breakthrough. Now I'm yelling I feel this like I'm in that crazy movie Nell when they were trying to get through to <laughs> yeah, Nell. Yeah, yeah, I go, Mom, Mom, you like, you, that's what I mean. You, you are open-minded. Why? You, you were very open. I can't hear you. Can you talk louder? Mom, have the aid turn up your volume. <laughs> Not, I can't turn up my volume. Speak louder. Then I hear the aide in the background. 
It's, she goes, it's up loud. I make it louder for my mother. <laughs> the egg in here. You don't have to yeah, yell at yeah. her. What a nightmare. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's but your mother is making a point, Howard. When she tells you her final statement. Yeah. Yeah. She's right. You should I should just listen. Accept it and say thank you. And then you can say, well, I only wanted to be the best son possible for Robin. you. She's feeling not heard. Robin, you see, when we're on the air and we're talking like this, I can uh -huh. think straight. I hear you. I, I understand that when I'm on with her, I'm scrambling to make conversation that she can hear. You're right. I, first of all, I'm uncomfortable accepting a compliment. Yeah. My psychiatrist has worked on this with me. He says, you know, why can't you sit still and accept a compliment? If my mother says, Hey, you're, you're a terrific son. I should, you know, that's what I'm waiting to hear. I should revel in it. You're right. But I get on the phone. I get cuckoo. I get, I get, I can't think straight. I hear what you're saying. We've rehearsed this several times off the air yes, for you yes. and I. And I, and I, and I know what you're talking about, but I can't carry it through with her because uh. I'm busy yelling and screaming. <laughs> On our phone right now is someone who works at In-N-Out Burger who wants oh. to talk about uh, John Hine. Yes, uh, sir. Ma'am. Hey, Chief. Hi. I'll never forget that day. John Hine walks in with his secret menu. We see him coming in. We say, oh, that's a big fella. Dark, <laughs> black eyes. We know he means business. Right. He'll look right at you, right into your eyes, with them lifeless eyes, like a doll's eyes. He doesn't seem to be living till he bites down on that burger. Right. Right. He Ooh, loves he his burger. System. John Hine goes to the nearest man. That man starts pounding and hollering. And sometimes John Hine goes away. But sometimes he wouldn't go away. <laughs> All right, enough. <laughs> yes, Maria in New Hampshire. How are you? And welcome to the show. Yes, Maria. Hmm. Maria? I feel like it's going to happen. Hello, hello. Maria? Yeah, there's something going on there. Hello, hello. Honey. Let's see how long it takes for Maria to straighten out her phone situation. It sounds like I'm talking to my mom. <laughs> hello? She probably doesn't have the new iPhone like I do. By the way, I have the new have iPhone. Have you got the new one already? I've gotten it. Yeah, I even beat John Hine. I'm uh, jealous. I'm jealous. John doesn't have it. You know what? I always get the new iPhone because I don't want, I don't know. I want to see what cool new things they have. But, um, and there is something kind of cool and new about it. It's got like on the front. See, John's already jealous of this that I have this yeah. and he doesn't. On the front, you see how it's got like this, um, you can design your own front without even turning the phone on, and it's got, like, uh, I get, like, a little message board, and it gives me my next schedule moment. It gives me temperature. I can set it up any way I want without even opening the phone. You know what I mean? Right. It's kind of cool, and John's all jealous of that. 
<laughs> he gets crazy yeah. when I yeah when I have it. I, I am I am admittedly jealous. The the thing on top I'm talking about, Howard, is called the Dynamic Island. I That's have that. the yeah I know I don't. And you don't. <laughs> and neither does Robin. But That's I have right. it. And, and Robin, yeah. Howard's like, oh, John, did you get the, knowing that I didn't get the iPhone? I didn't know did you that. Get, right, right. Did you get That's the what he does iPhone? all the time. Robin, do you have it yet? Have you ordered it? Cheesy. Even get- <laughs> how do you know? How do you know I knew? I didn't know if you had it or not. I was, uh, I was going to compare notes. You oh, can't you get can't? it. But how did I get it? You, I don't know. I put it, I, I just wrote in uh, on the computer and said, uh, I want, uh, but I might be a preferred customer because I buy a lot of Apple stuff. Yeah. You know? Oh, no, I'm jealous. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to decide whether I want to change carriers. That's what's slowing me down. I go with Verizon. I never liked AT&T at all. Me too. Look, I don't like either one of them. And everybody says, <laughs> of course you don't. Yeah. Everybody says that T-Mobile has the better network now. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know this. More 5G, w- more, you know, Verizon in those commercials is lying at this point. But <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know if they're lying because uh, I had AT&T originally and I switched to Verizon because I got better reception with Verizon, but I never tried T-Mobile. I don't know. It well, you know, you- I got AT&T and Verizon. <laughs> Look at you with two phones. Did you order so, two new iPhones or are you going to just get the one? I usually get one. Robin, j- just get another one. Make that one T-Mobile. Then you'll have AT&T, Verizon, <laughs> T-Mobile, and you can have one for you know, wherever you are. Yeah, it's, sometimes you call Robin and um, our reception is shitty. That's right. I have to. Yeah. Sometimes I'm running around the house looking for a signal, and that's the Verizon phone. You know what I always say about Robin? Two phones, two. And she doesn't answer either one of them. Like, you can't even get it. I don't even why this woman's walking around with two phones, but she's got them. And I'm telling you, it, 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 it's impossible to get a hold of her. I know people That's have been trying true. for weeks. You're talking to me I know. now oh, on a regular well, basis. You figured it out. Yeah. <laughs> don't tell anybody your secret. <laughs> no, I know what the secret is. There are people that you just don't want to pick up on. Oh, and, stop uh, it. It's why true. Why would you say that? Uh, (laughs) let's see availability for iphone 14 began friday september 16th yeah i got it uh availability for iphone 14 plus begins friday october 7th i got the plus in order to get all those new features you got to get the pro or the plus is that the two what do i have you've got this i would guess you've got the pro oh i hope i got that who knows what I have? <laughs> Whatever they're selling, I'm buying. I'm on this phone. You know what? Yesterday I had to update the phone. I had to be without my phone for about three hours. I thought I was going to have a conniption. I mean, <laughs> I couldn't find my wife. Like, uh, she didn't have her phone. I didn't have my phone. I was like, I, I had to, like, run through the house looking for her. And I was, like, so annoyed. I'm like, fuck this. I can't text her. I don't know where she is. No wonder I'm turning into a blubbery mess with big titties. I'm so bad. This iPhone it makes it so I don't have to even exercise through that. You don't have to move. You don't oh, have yeah. to move. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Well, all right, boys. I know we always talk fast food for some reason, and I'm always entertained by it. But uh, what did we learn? I don't know what we learned. Rooster says he loves uh, French toast. I think John should try the breakfast. We'll see what Why happens. Why don't you, John? Come on. Yeah, what, I'll, I'll give it a. I'll give Get it a to try. Work. Get it with the high. <laughs> I, Here's what I'd like it. to know: Is Rooster right 
that uh, who Wendy's was it French that has, toast sticks. Wendy's it French was toast sticks. Burger King and Wendy's. Yeah, yeah I'm not going to try Burger King, but I would. Why? Try why? why <laughs> I mean, why, of course you're going to try, but you got to try it. You got to do yeah. a comparison for me. Why won't you? Uh, all why, right. Why, uh, why? I mean, you're so adverse. Give them a yes. chance, Burger King. Yes, I've given them chances. They failed. Be a me fast every time. food maniac. Come on, don't run. Right. Fast food. Believe poser. me, I am that. Howard, one last thing. I do love the fact that you got Nathan's for your dad before he passed. I, I always enjoyed the uh, the Nathan's conversation because that that Nathan's is just so so good. Sadly, he only ate. Uh, he used to eat three hot dogs even up until his ninety eighth birthday. But um, ninety nine, he only ate half a hot dog. So I knew That's, he was going. I knew it. Putting three of those down is impressive. I mean, I, I only eat two of those hot dogs. They're they're yeah. great. And my father was thin as a pin. He was eating three yeah. hot dogs with the sauerkraut, with the fries, and a shake. And a shake. No. But he didn't do it every day. No, once a year. No, twice a that year. Once on their anniversary and once on right. his birthday. That's it. Special occasion. That's right. No, John's uh, John's got a John's going to blow up to the size of a blip because <laughs> <laughs> it's slow down. <laughs> I'm trying to slow it down. Everything in moderation. Listen, you gotta know fast food can only be a minor indulgence it cannot be a major part of your life it's it not can't. nutrition that's right you're not getting anything nutritious and you're i don't know robin yourself. meat potatoes you know there's healthy <laughs> things in there <laughs> please I was uh, trying to think of I always thought this song was Talking Heads But it's not, it's the Sex Pistols So good Johnny Lydon Well, it's Johnny Lydon Yes Listen, he wasn't he in the Sex Pistols? Yeah, but it's a band called Public Image Uh, Public Image, yeah It's just a good song I love this song. I never thought I'd like that guy, but I like it. Because I've seen him interviewed, Johnny Lydon. He's all angry. And an anger I can get into, but he seems angry about everything. Like, there's nothing he's happy about at all. But he could be a genius, because this song's pretty... Pretty... This is about. I didn't know what it was about. It's about the the oppression in South Africa. I'm like, it could be wrong. It could be right. I don't. What the fuck is that about? I mean, you know, who knows what it's about? I think he's saying it could be wrong. I could be right. That's why I can't write music. I'm not weird enough. Like, I, I, if I was sitting in a studio going, I could be right, I could be white, I could be wrong, I could be right. And, you know, I'd say, oh, the sound engineer is going to have me locked up in a mental institution. And uh, and then I'd yeah, walk out. you couldn't out. do this in front of anybody. No, no. I'd be too embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good. All right, enough of that. I had enough of that. Uh, Eddie, you're on the air. Go ahead quickly in Maryland. I have things to get to. Oakland Tension One, Mr. Stern. How are you? Uh, all right. What's up? I was just wondering, Howard, uh, is you being 
the best at it. Uh, if you could just analyze from what you've heard so far, uh, is this a voice for radio? Well, first of all, you've got some sort of device you're using on your voice right I, now. I, I, abs- I absolutely am not, sir. This is this is how I speak. I'm well, using a weird. cell phone. You're, yes, you don't it, have it a... almost sounds like an affect, not like how you really talk. It, it sounds like you're like you're, you're like Mr. Stern. Uh, yeah. I need to, you know, like you're really pushing your voice down. You know what I, I mean? I'm not. Can you talk, is... Try to talk yeah. naturally. Stop it. Try to talk naturally. Uh, good morning, Mr. Stern. I don't. I don't know how else. This is. This is. This is my normal cadence voice and the way it goes. Hmm. All right. Well. <laughs> I thought it was like, then, uh, is it a voice for radio, Howard? <laughs> well, sure. Why not? I mean, <laughs> absolutely. There's stranger I mean, things on radio. I yeah. I mean, I think it would be hard to listen to this, uh, you know, in, in in like in regular conversation. But maybe for like a voiceover kind of thing, you got a you got a nice deep voice, I guess. You well, want to say means a lot coming from you. I'm a longtime fan. Appreciate Why don't you say you something do. like... I don't uh, think it was an overwhelming endorsement, my friend. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, if I could be on the radio, why can't you? I mean, it's like... But, but why don't you say this? Coming to theaters soon, the new movie, Godfather Part 1. Go ahead. Coming to theaters soon, the new movie, Godfather Part 1. Now, I put an effect on that, but that right. wasn't very conversationalist, but... All right. All right. All right, Eddie. Yeah, you, sure. You could be in radio. Absolutely. Everyone's in radio now, anyway. Everyone's got a podcast. Not podcast. Yeah, get no, a podcast. not podcast. Yeah. No, no. Radio. You want to be on the real radio? Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Absolutely. I, in fact, we're getting calls right now from. Uh, How I think old Kevin, are you? Is you, this you know, a new 40. career? He's forty. Oh, no, Robin. I'm forty-seven, Robin. I'm an electronics <laughs> technician down here in Baltimore. Your old stomping grounds, but I'm getting old. I want to talk. As a matter of fact, uh, I believe Kevin Weatherly is on the phone looking for you uh, out of Carol Q in Los Angeles, I believe. But let me see. There's another guy on the phone who wants me to evaluate his voice. This is what happens, Eddie. You asked my opinion, and now there's another guy. Yes, sir. What's your voice sound like? Yes, sir. You'd be perfect for the new, the, the new Sirius channel, the huge balls channel. You'd be terrific. Uh, all right, enough. And Eddie, yeah, you, you sound good, pal. I think you're ready for a new career in radio. I, I think you sound nice. Okay. Thanks, Alex. All right, there you go. I like it. Yeah. Jesus. Hey, I um. By the way, I am on purpose not talking about the finale of The Bachelor. You know I'm a big Bachelor Nation person. I'm a big Bachelor fan. Why are you not talking about the finale? Number one, I didn't get to see it. I fell asleep Uh, last night too early. Damn! So I don't know (laughs) if anyone ended up getting engaged or not. But I'm very vested. I've watched every episode this season. There were two Bachelorettes. Usually there's only one. It was Gabby and Rachel. The Gabby is the one I'm obsessed with. I told you she's the one who's going to be on Dancing with the Stars. She's got a really kick-ass body. But she's very damaged. Very damaged girl. And you know I like that. I'm attracted to damaged uh, girls. But um, You think you have a better shot. (laughs) Yeah, it was all I could ever get. 
You know. <laughs> you know that. Um, no, in all seriousness, um, I find um, my mother's a very broken woman. You know, you know, she had a horrible life. I've told you that. And I think I've, I've learned to, um, you know, most of my upbringing was trying to cheer my mother up. Uh, trying to fix her, so to speak. Trying to make her day good. And as a result... Rather than resent it, I seem to have some weird uh, fascination. Attraction, yeah, fascination. Yeah, that's a good Robin term for it. Yeah, yeah. and uh, so from time to time, I can uh, appreciate a good broken woman. <laughs> and uh, that's why the Bachelorette is your show, and those it, housewives of Beverly Hills. Absolutely, oh my God. they should have damage tattooed across their heads, their foreheads. Well, this Gabby, she's the best because every scene, she's crying. She goes, "Well, what?" She talks like a baby. She talks like a you know, and she's had a rough life. I think her father didn't love her, or someone. Did, oh, her mother didn't love her. Her mother abandoned her, and you know, she's like. Whenever she's talking to a potential guy, and she's got to speed things up. As soon as she has a date with the guy, she goes right into it. Well, my mother didn't really love me. She abandoned me. And, you know. <laughs> and then she st- then she turns to the camera and goes, am I too broken to be loved? Oh, jeez. Am I, am I, am Does I she not- say that to the date? She goes, no, 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 no. She oh, says that's it to the, the cam- conversation. You might as well be saying it to the date. The guy's going to be watching it on TV <laughs> if he proposes. He's in she goes, am I? Am I not worthy of love? Am I not worthy of love? Am I too broken? Am I not worthy? She's sobbing ninety percent of the time. You know, if a dude even a bunch of these dudes so far this season have said to her, "You know what? I'm into you." But I'm just a little nervous about getting engaged after knowing you for like three weeks and going yeah. on a one 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 on one date. So I would like to continue my romance with you, but not get engaged. Oh boy, the tears start going. She goes, uh, "I gotta leave the room." She walks out of the room. Now who's <laughs> gonna marry this broad? Every time you say anything truthful to her. And she should be thrilled. She should say to herself, oh, my God, this guy might be normal. He doesn't want to get married after three weeks. But, you know, I think they're saying, look, there are red flags all over the place. Well, <laughs> am I I'm not worthy? I'm trying to stay on this show. <laughs> am I not worthy of love? Is no one going to love me ever? I mean, so what is she in her 20s? You, Honey, relax. Well, I see a lot of girls on that show who are always like, this always happens to me. Yeah, I mean, always. You just started dating a year ago. You're 12. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what do you mean it always happens to you? And if you find a guy who thinks it's weird to get engaged to you after three weeks, that's their guy. But the, uh, this girl, evidently her mother, couldn't handle her and got the fuck away from her. Well, how old was she then? That woman didn't have a thing she against was a little, her. No, she was a little girl. She Her just mother couldn't town. be a mother, yeah. Yeah, so she's like, ah. I don't know. But there are, I understand it's, that it's it's personal yeah. for you, but you, know. you got to buck up, girl. <laughs> well, Gabby's a red flag with great tits. Let's put it that way. <laughs> So anyway, I'm really into whether or not some guy 
Every guy who is around both of these bachelorettes says, listen, I'm, I'm in love with you. I, I'm, I'm, I really am, but I don't want to get married right away, which is totally normal. Have they heard of the history of the bachelors and the bachelorettes? The, listen, and the, right away, the Gabby goes, I want an engagement. I don't know what the problem is. You've not, we went on a date. You don't know if you <laughs> want to be married? I mean, the show is the greatest show. I miss uh, Chris Harrison. I do. I know he had a problem with um, with the racial, but uh, well, um, uh, who's I miss doing him. the hosting now? Some big dummy. Uh, what's his name? Uh, I forget the guy's name. He's a good looking, nice guy. He, he's a former bachelor, but when 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 the, when the, when things get rough, he he doesn't jump in. He doesn't know how to make them all fight. He doesn't, he doesn't know how to make have them... that Chris Harris way, huh? Yeah, Chris Harrison, for some reason, is such a... You know what they need? They need a nebbish. You can't have a good-looking guy handling that job. Chris Harrison was a big nebbish. <laughs> you know? And why was he supposed to understand what to do about race? Who else does? Please. He's the host <laughs> of The Bachelor. What does he know about race? <laughs> Should have kept his mouth shut. But all right, oh. listen, whatever. Holy moly. But I, I, I can't wait to watch it. And I said to my wife, do not look at, uh, you know, the news. Do not look at any of these websites. Don't read well, anything. Don't read anything. But she'll, she'll, she will have. And I'll say, you ruined it. She goes, well, I'm not going to tell you what happens. I go, yeah, but it, it's fun when we both watch it together. Right. And we right. see what happens and we discuss Have that it. reaction at the same time. That's right. We, we go a whole season. Uh, whatever. You know what I mean. Oh, am I too broken to be loved? I wish I had tape of that. When she starts in with that. You know. And the show is three hours long. I mean, wow, um, there must have been yeah. fireworks, I hope. Yeah, I'm trying to think if I have time to watch it this afternoon. I know my wife will want to watch, but I got obligations. <laughs> I got Maybe things you to change do. your schedule. Maybe these people need to be put on hold. <laughs> I know, I swear, because it's <laughs> it's actually important to me. I can't like I woke up and my wife goes, You realize we fell asleep and we didn't watch the finale of the bachelor? I go, Oh God. And then she says to me, Well, it's a good thing because we probably would have stayed up all night and we'd be exhausted. We got a good night's sleep. I go, well, that's one way of looking at it. I just hope we don't hear anything. Yeah, that's the thing, keeping yourself away. I mean, I, I am betting that neither of these ladies found true love where the guy's going to propose. Unless the guy's They're walking complete, out alone? Uh, yeah, I hope so. They're, they're both crazy. <laughs> they want They want an engagement after a couple of weeks. Now, you know, I usually get The Bachelor in advance because I'm the most important Bachelor viewer. But you I guess because are Bachelor Nation, yeah. I wish they would have sent me, uh, even though it was live, if they had sent me the packages. Well, uh, whatever. I was uh, talking to some of the women on our staff about The Bachelor. The guys around here don't watch it except for J.D. <laughs> J.D., what do you think? Well, J.D., you've seen the ending? Uh, and don't blow it for me. This is like well, this is uh, like jumping into fire. This is dangerous. Right. He must be afraid of me. He's not coming on. <laughs> Woo! J.D. Woo! Where is he? Hmm. What are you in the bathroom? <laughs> I'm trying. 
<laughs> when I say JD, why don't you just pop on? What happened? I was trying. I'm trying to pull audio, and I have to wear different headphones to do that. Oh, what are you pulling audio of? The Bachelor? The, a clip thing of the Bachelorette saying, "Am I too broken to be loved?" That sort of thing. Yeah. It's so you got that? That's I mean, great. I got to edit it, and it has to be put into the computer. So it, I mean, uh, I would need a couple more minutes. Shit. Sorry. That'll take too long. <laughs> Sorry. You saw the finale. I <laughs> yes, I did. All right. I don't want to know. I know. I yeah. know. But was it a good show? <laughs> uh, I'll say the first two hours, I guess, or whatever. You know, it's the show. The last hour was a lot of filler. Um, yeah, this guy, Jesse, doesn't know how to fucking make that pop the way Chris Harrison mm. did. Uh, I, I Listen, I think Jesse's fine. Jesse's, I think he's a decent host, but I think it's all the... Uh, well, then why then, when the, was The Bachelor Tells All... Did they have to fill it up with 15 minutes with those two gay guys promoting the movie? Uh, and that, I think that's the exactly. producing. That's the producer. Wow. Jesse is not a producer. He's uh, he's just the host. I don't think. Let me ask you, Chris this. Harrison could keep that thing going. I think you Chris don't. Harrison had a lot more power behind the scenes than Jesse does. Oh, you're saying Chris Harrison knew how to produce better? I think he had. He was. A, he was actually a producer of the show, um, so he had some say and and whatnot. And I think Jesse's following a lot of directions. He's got Jesse's doing college football on weekends. He he doesn't have time for all this bachelor bullshit. <laughs> so he's got other things going on. He's hosting Food Network shows. <laughs> what is uh was this the most dramatic season ever? Seriously. Because <laughs> you know how they say it's the most dramatic season. <laughs> I have not watched all the seasons of The Bachelor or Bachelorette. Uh but they there is a very dramatic, uh very awkward um things that happen okay good all right that's good and, sam, and, you watched, and, and, you watched yeah. with jd sam how do you do that over zoom no so jd is part of a girls chat we have and <laughs> and it's like we have a big slumber party together <laughs> jd stays up with me and two of the other women and we text each other during the bachelor and uh you know uh, he he says cute little funny things and uh <laughs> it's just a lot of fun and he even names the chat girls chat uh, wow! No, we love it. Very nice. Yeah, like a JD. And JD, uh, JD's very astute when it comes to watching television. That's his superpower. So he's yeah. It's watch an it. honor to watch television with JD. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you guys are lucky. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot JD, of experience. JD is honestly Howard. He's more Bachelor Nation than you are. I mean, he's no, staying he's up late. He's putting well, in the work. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, listen, it's, part of my job is to you know be in the know of things and. uh so how did JD, job. how did JD get into the girl chat? Like, how does that happen? Well, you know, there were different chats going on. So like I had a chat with one of the girls and then JD would have a chat and then we're, let's all get in a chat together and, you know, <laughs> what be is, girls what, what, together. Do you think, I mean, do you think Gabby is as damaged as, I mean, a woman could go on TV and expect to be married within a couple of weeks and then uh, engaged? And then, and then to sit on camera and go, no one loves me. Well, am I worthy of love? Who says am I worthy of love? I mean, this is crazy. I mean, no guy is going to think it hot. It's hot for you to say, am I worthy of love? Right. Well, <laughs> you not know, hot. it's like, uh, listen, don't say it. Rachel was into, I'm way. into busted women, but that's too busted for me, man. You got to calm down with that. With that, oh, am I worthy of love? Of course you're worthy of love. You got a vagina. I'll love you. I mean, and her body her. is like, it's insane. Like, she's it's insane. got the best. Yeah, I don't. And the did best you body see her on dance? Ever. No. Like I, ever. You, 
by the way, you followed her to Dancing with the Stars. Robin, oh, yeah. I am Bachelor Nation. She is. Like, girls is to Dancing with the Stars. I'm only on <laughs> Dancing with the Stars because of Bachelor Nation. Girls oh, Chat. By the wow. way, Dancing with the Stars. By the way. Yeah, we do Girls Chat there, too. I am going to watch Dancing with the Stars. I, of you course, can get into the chat, Howard. <laughs> well, I'll tell you why I'm going to watch. Well, maybe because if of, he watches because Bachelor. Of, because of this Gabby. I I learned she was a cheerleader, so she must be a good dancer. Is she a yeah. good dancer? Yeah, amazing. she probably is. Amazing. amazing. Of course but you she know is. What, you know what the problem is, right? There's a deaf man, and uh, Selma Blair has MS. Yeah, I'm pretty so there's Selma a Blair. Lot, there's a lot of people, you know, you got to be like, if you don't have something else going on, you right. got to be like incredible <laughs> to even stand a chance. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah I bro, think so. Yeah. Selma Blair's going to have to like back out on her own. Uh, she was great. Uh, I, I mean, she was all right. Uh, yeah, she, oh, come on. Well, no, I want to yeah, see for, you on Dancing with MS. the Stars. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, JD on that. Dancing with the Stars without MS would be a fucking mess. JD would win Dancing with the Stars because everyone would think he had MS. Right. Exactly. Right. Something's right. going on with him. Right. <laughs> right. Hey, we're not sure what's going on with this guy, but we better vote for him. <laughs> right. It's like, like Queen for a day. wrong with him. There's something so wrong with him they won't even mention it. Right. Yeah. How, how can you not vote for the guy who's who who can't hear and is doing a great job? Or Selma I, Blair, I, she's doing flips, and I mean, Selma Blair to me is a brave woman. I, I'm voting for her. That's it. That, you know, she's, she's got MS. That's it. She wins. But uh, I want to see Gabby. What what kind of outfit was she wearing with that body? Oh my God, Howard, you would have. Titty. I mean, I was everything. like, Jesus Christ, little titty legs out. You know, right? I mean, those, practically like to call them stems. Oh my! Right. She looked amazing. Right. I want to know what what is she eating? Like, what's the deal with her? <laughs> yeah, probably nothing. Is that natural? And she, you know, I, I don't know. You see her eating and drinking on the Bachelor. I don't. What's going on? It's natural Who, though. I don't know. Maybe she's an athlete. Who knows? Who knows? She got she was real a titties. Those are real titties for sure. Wow. Oh yeah. How do you know? For sure. Oh come on. I mean, I know. <laughs> I know. You think they're not? I don't know. They look real to me, those titties, yeah, but real. what do I know? You know, I can be tricked. I've been tricked many a time. <laughs> they're real. Uh, and her, her nips are facing forward. They're not cross-eyed or titties. going in you know, a different direction. She's got a very titties. good situation. Right. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Um, it's weird that, like, Gabby from The Bachelorette now is on Dancing with the Star. It's almost like it's like Marvel. When Iron Man appears in a new franchise, like she's on every fucking thing. How about, you know, uh, uh, Gabby on the local news? I mean, why not? Put her in an outfit. Yeah, and let her I see it. now that right. they're putting these reality stars. They go in a circuit on different reality shows. Yeah. It's like a Marvel franchise. Yeah. It is crazy. But I feel bad for Rachel. Like, did she, the other bachelorette, did she get an offer for Dancing with the Stars? I mean, she's got to sit there and watch the well, other bachelorette. If you saw a preview of, she. Oh, I don't want to know anymore. Yeah, because you guys are going to blow some other know. I already know where JD was going with that. Because she's yeah. probably going to be on Bachelor in Paradise. Listen, I don't oh, want to know anything. JD, I don't want to know anything. Ready to go. Yeah. No, it's not. Right. But Howard, you, you gotta see that. You gotta see that British judge, the old guy on Dancing with the Stars. I mean, he's the only honest one. It reminds me of you on AGT. Like right. he's just keeping it real, and the other right. ones are like, "That was amazing," and he's like, 
that your rhythm was off. That was, t- you know, he's just, he's, he's, you got to do better next time. Len. And the Len. other ones are blowing. Len yeah. Goodman, I think. I like Len yeah. Goodman. I, you know, look, I always thought I was a good judge on AGT. I kind of leveled yeah. with, even with five-year-olds, uh, with big mistake. Yeah. I mean. You leveled <laughs> on the five-year-olds. Well, I, I, said, you, you know, I said, you know, <laughs> I told him he needed to work on his act and he burst into tears. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Listen, thank you. Good, kid. Yeah. Thank you, JD. Thank you, Samantha. Thank you, you, everybody. (laughs) Uh, I'm following this. um, I should read the um, fan feedback. I'm going to watch the finale of The Bachelor just to see what went on. I don't need to have the whole season. I'll just watch the finale. Well, all I can tell you is. Dancing with the Stars. Gabby from The Bachelorette is going to be on Monday Night Football kicking a field goal, I think, uh, <laughs> next. Uh, look. Oh, I do want to mention, is it next week Jimmy Kimmel is coming on, my good buddy? Yes. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Kimball, Kimball. Yeah, I should probably play this before Jimmy comes on. Um, Kimball, Kimball. Underdog woman Suzanne Muldowney, a.k.a. Underdog. Yes. Uh, who we have on the show. Yeah, I mean, we don't have her on the show. She won't come on the show, but she does do interviews through other, through third parties. Thank goodness for us. Who else is promoting her stuff? I love her. She thinks I don't, but I do. She just didn't like my, she felt I was, um, gruff and, uh, th- she thinks you're the devil. Yeah. Yeah. Let's put it, <laughs> let's put it bluntly. But, um, Anyway, uh, Susan is a performance artist. She dresses up in costumes as Underdog, which is an old-time cartoon character. Uh, in addition to Underdog, Suzanne loves Dracula. Uh, Vlad she likes the to, Impaler. So th- th- that's right. Vlad the Impaler, Robin. She likes to dress as these characters and perform interpretive dance numbers. Uh, and let's face it, Jimmy Kimmel... When he first got on television, and he was, you know, he was hurting for guests. Nobody wanted to do his show at that time. He was up against Letterman and Leno. He figured, for fun, I'll book uh, Underdog. And he knew at least our fans would tune in. He was smart. He put her on. And that was in 2006. And I got to say, ever since he gave her that catnip, he, you know, he gave her that (laughs) appearance in 2006. She, She has been obsessed. Her life's mission is to get back on the show. And so uh, Suzanne has been leaving Chris Wilding frantic voicemails about Jimmy. Huh. And uh, so Chris called her back a couple of times. You know, he can't call back every time, but Chris did call back underdog. And um, she started immediately rattling off dates that she was available to perform on Jimmy's show because there's some. Oh, wow. Big, yeah, there's some big thing going on in her world. And she thinks Jimmy should have run. And I'll bring it up to Jimmy. I'll listen. I'll try because I think. Underdog should be on Jimmy's show. Um, since I can't have her on, she won't come on my show. So uh, here, here she is rattling off dates and availabilities to Chris. Hello, Mr. Wilding. Hi, Suzanne. I got your Hello. voicemail. You seemed uh, like you had something very important to say. What's going on? If, uh, if, 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 Jimmy, if Jimmy Kimmel wants me to appear the week of October 9th, 16th, or 23rd, he, she had me appear early that week because at the ends of those weeks are, are the 
are, are the days that are out. Okay, I will take note. And remember, I said if he wants me to appear on Halloween night itself, that will not be Dracula. That will be Spectrum the Ghost King. Now, why is that? Oh, brother. Because Spectrum the Ghost King is my invention, and he, he is strictly a Halloween character. But Dracula is a perennial. Yeah. Oh, brother. First of all, I love that. <laughs> why is the end of the week not? Did you ask her? Chris, like, why she can't she another, be? On she had a, a another engagement, I believe, one of those uh, baby parades or something of that nature. Right, she marches, you know, somewhere in New Jersey. Right. Yeah, full <laughs> schedule. She, this is a big time of the year for her, I guess. But she's a bullbuster, though. I know. Well, it doesn't occur to her that like Jimmy's <laughs> not interested. She thinks like uh, it's going to happen, and you know, I bust Jimmy's balls over the summer. I said, "Hey, underdogs on a wild." passionate plea to get on your show and he said yeah. to me you know what i'm he goes i got um guest host on i'm thinking i'll just put her on freak out the guest host <laughs> she and he never that. did it i know but he never did Aww. it but but she is a ball buster and there's no i mean yeah like she won't do dracula on halloween yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah i mean i mean crazy if jimmy <laughs> wants dracula on halloween do it no <laughs> dracula is a perennial Spectrum oh. the Ghost King is for Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> my invention. I love that. My, this is my, my original character. I own the trademark. <laughs> Spectrum the Ghost King. Ooga booga. <laughs> Despite her infatuation with Jimmy, Suzanne will not appear on his show unless he meets her demands. First Which demand. Are? Well, uh, let me spell this out for you, because when Jimmy's on next week, I'm going to talk to him about this. First demand, she will not cut down her performance because, uh, well, she's hip. You know, she gets it. Like, like She's got to do the whole thing. He, she listen. can't do a All of smaller version or a preview. That's right. Yeah. Now, 15 minutes, you know, is a lot in the TV world. Would you be willing to trim it down at all, Suzanne? Um. The entire uh, Dracula fashion show is like a meal's entree or uh, a whole art collection that deserves to be seen or heard <laughs> in its entirety. And, and trimming it down spoils the authenticity and message uh, of the uh, of the topic. But what if wow. all he could offer you was, I don't know, five minutes? Before a commercial. Oh, oh my. I, I don't see any point in coming out all that way for such for, for such a microscopic spot. I mean, she's like uh, she's turned into Francis Ford underdog. I mean, she's really producing the whole thing. And I mean, you know, five minutes. Uh, would even be okay. Like, if they said to Jennifer Aniston, why don't you come on and do five minutes, she'd be okay with that, but it's not you, Suzanne. Yeah. I mean, yeah. No, I would not come out for such a microscopic spot. <laughs> and and like, who asked for a Dracula fashion show anyway? Well, so well, she has two things she's offering Jimmy. He can take them or leave them. There is a 20-minute Dracula dance entitled The Dracula Archives. And there yeah. is a 15-minute Dracula fashion show uh, 
entitled the Dracula Fashion Show, where she comes out and shows different Dracula outfits throughout history. I'd like to see that, but how does she change? <laughs> yeah. So I'm being serious. Like if you're doing television, <laughs> yeah. and she's well, doing it in one shot, what? Uh, how does she change outfits so quickly? So there's an MC, and she and she gets into this a little later in the package. But the MC needs to be see, uh, heard, not seen, and cannot be. He's not to be joking. He's not to be making wisecracks. It's oh. to be taken very. The entirety of the performance is like a meal's entree. So wait, wait a second. Piece. Are you saying to me that she's going to be on Kimmel? Because yeah. this shows you that, that, that she might not be realistic. You think? She is. Um, <laughs> she is. She. She's saying while yeah. she's doing a quick change in yeah. the Dracula outfits, mm -hmm. the dude is going to be off camera talking and like uh, uh, vamping until she gets into yeah. her next what outfit. What are you seeing? Oh, uh, Jimmy's got to put this on. Jimmy's got to put this on. You're, I would watch she this. She addresses it later on in the package. She all right, let me get okay. to this. Yeah. Well, yeah. first of all, before we get to that, her second demand is, uh, well, these are her food and drink requirements oh. <laughs> for Jimmy. Well, if, if I'm to drink anything, the best thing is red Hawaiian punch without ice. Because I'm, I'm in the mood for smooth, uh, consistent uh, drink without a lot of hard objects uh, getting in the way. Okay. Do, do you know why I say red Hawaiian punch? No. Well, it's red in color. It would be a um, soft drink or fruit punch equivalent of blood. And is there any other food or drink items that you would need to have available to you? Well, if it's fast food like hamburgers or hot dogs, they must be by themselves. No condiments. Oh, okay. Because so, uh, because they take away uh, from the taste uh, of the uh, basic meat. <laughs> like the uh, female John Hine. Imagine her I'm at an In-N-Out you. burger. <laughs> no Dracula despises mustard. Well, let me ask you this. Yeah. And maybe I'm crazy. I think people would enjoy a Dracula fashion show on Jimmy's show. I, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I, I would watch it. Well, maybe they wouldn't. I don't know. But okay, third demand. Well, uh, you know, if she can't get on Jimmy, yeah. is it possible for Fallon? us to video her <laughs> and put no. it on serious on demand? No, no, no. She wants she she doesn't want to do with that. I've asked her. I've asked her. She doesn't. She has no desire to. She goes radio. Radio is an auditive medium. Yeah, the fashion show to, needs to be seen. And we've been through this, Robin. She doesn't trust me yeah. to, to broadcast it properly. And so forget <laughs> it. We're out of the picture. She doesn't even recognize the fact that she got on Jimmy because Jimmy heard her on our show and yeah, he became a I told fan. Her, I told her that. Yeah, she doesn't care. Know. Her third <laughs> demand. This is a, this is crazy. <laughs> Jimmy can participate, but he may not appear on camera during her performance. Oh my goodness! She's even telling yeah. him what he can do on his own show. Oh yes. yeah. Now, would Jimmy be able to participate? Probably, if he if he served as my MC, and then he would not be on camera. Then he would just be reading the commentary while I model. So Jimmy can't be on camera. Um, no, because we're supposed to be focusing on me. We get we get enough of uh, Jimmy Kimmel in, in his usual format of the show, but I'll here say. he's talking about a different <laughs> subject, and that subject 
is uh, personified in me alone, not with both of us. There, there is a possibility he he may uh, want to be on oh camera. Boy. Don't you think? I think I think that the best way to show more than one person is to have me on camera all the time with once in a while Jimmy's head uh, in a in a. In a, in, a, in a corner, or or just before I come on. Um, so you would like allow your the idea of like Jimmy's disembodied <laughs> floating head in the background. Yeah, as long as uh, as long as the camera was on me the whole time and, and didn't cut just to Jimmy and then back to me again, because that spoils the integrity of the presentation. Wow! <laughs> yeah, there used to be this guy. There used to be a guy on Ed Sullivan called Senor Wences. He had like a little hand puppet, and uh, Jimmy Jimmy's little head would be like in the corner, just floating around like that. You know what would be interesting? Uh, forget her performance. <laughs> These negotiations. If I know. he would That's negotiate great. an appearance with her, it would be awesome. Well, Jimmy's I'll tell you what, Robin. Appear, but not his nose. <laughs> that's uh that's not a bad idea. I mean, Jimmy is coming in next week. Maybe Chris, tell Underdog, look. Yep. Howard said, "Come on and negotiate with Jimmy." Mm-hmm. It'll be so Howard funny to hear. Howard will stay she out did, of it. She did tell me she may be willing to call in um, when Jimmy's here. Yeah, you. Yeah, you like Jimmy. You'd have to be off camera, <laughs> probably <laughs> off mic. Can you be um, a little head in the corner? Maybe, yeah, I, I would. Tr- I would try to be a bit of a mediator, and uh, I think we could make that happen. I'll try. You know anyway. what it is, though. You know what it is, and, and you know, as Jimmy knows too. Once you get into that loop of like the the negotiate, it sounds funnier than it is because it starts yeah. to get a little weird. You know, like you can't get off the. You know, it's just it's too much. It's too much. Fourth demand, absolutely no celebrities may appear alongside Underdog when she's performing. Wow. Listen to this. And what about a celebrity like Brad Pitt? Could he participate in the fashion show? No, because uh, um, his hairstyle is all wrong. Um, and uh, I I would have to make another whole costume uh, for him. I don't know what sizes he wears. What What if we got his measurements? But why don't you think Brad Pitt could add excitement? What's the point? Because uh, well, well, because he's not the brain, uh, the the behind the show. I am. It would be distracting to have him in it. Did you tell her that Brad Pitt played a vampire? An interview with a vampire. I mean, he was fantastic in that. Yeah. She doesn't like any. <laughs> aside from that, Francis Ford Coppola. Dracula movie. She doesn't like any other iterations of Dracula. They are not historically accurate. She didn't like Interview with a Vampire. God, no, she doesn't. She and she hates that uh, Leslie Nielsen Dracula Dead and Loving It. That sends her right over the edge. Yeah, I've heard <laughs> he, that whole rap. He rose from the coffin and hit his head on a chandelier and ate a chicken. <laughs> Uh, I'll give her this though. She's not a star fucker. Most women would no. jump at a chance to do a scene with Brad Pitt, but <laughs> yeah, I'm rewriting already. <laughs> his hair is wrong. I don't have his measurements. Here's I am why, the brains. Here is why Underdog is so against so-called intruders interrupting her performance. If, if I'm to do Dracula, I have to be alone. I can't have uh, uh, unexpected intruders. What do you mean by that? Well, one of the Halloween parades I was in, in 1997, so 
some pro sports team's mascot intruded on my performance and spoiled it. I finally had to pick up my sword and threaten to impale him unless he left. What did you say to him specifically? I ran over to him and said, will you, will you stop that immediately? You're ruining my performance. You, you have no business being here at all. Go away, please. Mm. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Impale Amazing. him. She claims she found out the name of the sports team's manager and wrote him a strongly worded letter years later. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm sh- um, years later? She I'm never sure. got a response. <laughs> right. He he was waiting for that. Is that what she told you? She never got a response? I, I never I never received a response. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm going to be honest with you. I'm on, her, I'm on her side with this. Mascots are fucking annoying. I hate them. Yeah, she said he you was know. doing some kind of French can-can style uh. dance while she was trying to... <laughs> <laughs> you ruined my performance! You know how you were saying to um, Imagine Dragons <laughs> yesterday that you could, as a rock star, create your own world? Yep. I think Susan Muldowney, Mul- is that her real name? Yes, yes. yes. She's done it. She didn't wait to be a rock star. She has her own world, and in it, that's true. Nobody belongs on the stage but her. Not Brad Pitt, not Jimmy Kimmel, <laughs> certainly not a, a sports team's mascot. Uh, mascot? How dare let Suzanne? Let Suzanne finish the mascot story. I, I had my sword pointed at him, and I said, "All right, you. You asked for it. I told you to leave, and you wouldn't." You ruined my performance. If you don't leave this instant, I'm going to run you through. And I ran after him with the sword, but uh, uh, he ran away. I, I did not pursue him. Of course. What was he dressed as? I, I think he was part bird and part anteater. And that's not <laughs> historically accurate to your performance. Absolutely not. Right. <laughs> uh, the guys amazing. think she's... Describing the Major League Baseball's Philly fanatic, but we don't know for Could sure. Be. Yeah, <laughs> the Annie. You ruined my performance. Well, anyway, Jimmy's Look coming you. in. Yeah, <laughs> Jimmy's coming in, and I'll ask him about it. <laughs> I will run you through. <laughs> yeah. All right. Good job. He's a trip. Yeah, I love her. Uh, but yeah, she has no clue that Jimmy doesn't want her on the show anymore. And I think Jimmy's been leading her on as, you know, he's trying to say nicely, but, you know, it's not going to work. But Jimbo, as Jimbo. long as you're not saying no, the yeah. door is still open for Suzanne. He's not good at um, breaking up with women, I, I think. It's <laughs> not his strong suit. Uh, an actress named Miriam Margolis um, was critical of Arnold Schwarzenegger. We love Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's been very good to us. Uh, she's claiming that when she was filming End of Days with Arnold Schwarzenegger, he farted in her face. Oh, I did read that. Yes. Yeah. You want to hear the clip? I thought it was kind of funny hearing a British lady talk about sure. Arnold. There you go. Schwarzenegger didn't care for him. What was not good about Big Arnold? Uh, he's a, a bit too full of himself. Uh-huh. 
and uh, he was actually quite rude. He farted in my face. Now, I fart, of course I do, but I don't fart in people's faces. He did it deliberately right in my face. Where where, and when did this happen? I can't remember the date, but it was during the filming of End of Days in Los Angeles. And I was playing Satan's sister. And he was killing me. So he had me in a, in a position where I couldn't escape. <laughs> and uh, lying on the floor and he just farted. <laughs> It wasn't. It wasn't on film. It was in a, one of the pauses. But oh. I haven't forgiven him for it. <laughs> that should have been in the movie, right? They didn't have mm-hmm. the cameras rolling. No, that's fucked up. I mean, that's not. That's not nice to hold someone down and fart on their face. Speaking of farts, I can play a little. This is disgusting. <laughs> I, I was actually turned off to this. I love farting and I laugh at it, but. I don't know. Maybe I was just in a bad mood last night when I was listening to this, but maybe you'll maybe you'll like it. Guess who farted, Robin? This is the game, all right? Everybody, it's uh. time for Guess Who Farted. <laughs> Here we go. Howard really wants to know. Yeah, Howard wants to know. I really want to know. All right. We spent weeks collecting and recording farts from our staff by the way oh. when i say we i was no part of this i yeah well, what do you mean we white man right <laughs> we don't remember you being there this is uh all the fun of farting without the horrible stench we recorded our staff farting and i'll give you two names i'll play a fart you try to guess who did it okay Okay, first up, did this come from the ass of uh, television and fast food expert John Hine or executive producer Fafa Fui? Oh. You ready? Here it is. (laughs) (laughs) See, you like it. I'll play it again because I can see. I think what disgusts me is these farts are just strange, but here you go. (laughs) They are. That was like an eruption. Yeah, this like is either John, exactly. This is either John Hine or Fafa Fui Gary Delabad. Ooh, right. and it has a tail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who is that? John Hine or Gary Delabate? Yikes. Mm-hmm. How am I supposed to figure this out? Starts out kind of strong and fizzles. It's yeah. Like a, it's like a firework gone bad. All right, yeah. I'm going to say it's Gary. This might not be your game. It was John Hine. That's You're what John kidding. Hine. No. I'll play it again. Just so I can... thought John Hine was too buttoned down and uptight to ever fart in public. Well, he was a team player. <laughs> right? In case you want wow. to know what Gar- Gary's fart sounds like, Robin, I'll play it for you. This is okay. Gary Delabicio. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> That sounds like he he wet his pants. Gary thought, in, in all fairness to Gary, he thought the game was who shit themselves. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Now they get harder, Robin. <laughs> Writer, performer, Chris Wilding, or Ronnie the limo driver. Um, think about this. Both guys enjoy it up the ass. They both had it up the ass. 
uh, Ronnie with a dildo and Chris uh, other ways. I'm going to play it for you. There it is. Oh, hardly any rattle. You know, whenever I'm uh, pumping up my bicycle tire, it's kind of... Yeah, it sounds like that. <laughs> Honey, it's full now. We can go. <laughs> there it is. That little fart. Is that Ronnie the limo driver or Chris Wilding? Well, I think Chris would have a dainty fart. So I'm going to say it's Chris. That's right. It's Chris Wilding. <laughs> the delicate, delicate flower. <laughs> uh, for the record, here's Ronnie farting. Uh, his is much juicier. Ooh. Oy vey. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh. All right. I'll give you one here. Is it me or Fred? Howard Stern or Fred? Oh. All right. Here we go. You should be good at this. You've heard me I'm blast off. I'm very familiar with yours. All right, so here we go. Fred or Howard? What? <laughs> Sounds like a huh. ping pong. Yeah. I'm going to say that's Fred. Oh, of course. Who? He doesn't even sound human. He doesn't even fart right. I mean, what is that? I was like, yeah, that's not Howard. I mean, everything he does is different. Let's it's put it weird. that way. Yeah, weird. Uh, um, yeah, you know, of course, I played fart man, so Robin's very familiar with me. Uh, but here is a, a fart of mine. I know it's weak. Uh, the, the guys could have pulled Sometimes any clip. Sometimes you just rip. Yeah, some little is, thing. Yeah, but it isn't this. <laughs> yeah. All right. You like this game? If you want to continue, I have more. Okay, let's go. I'm, I'm right. fascinated because I'm matching personalities to sounds. Well, I see what you're doing. It's not working out great. Well, um, I, well I, wait a minute. I've got you got three a couple right. lights. That's true. I like, that you, I like that you keep track. Uh, <laughs> two, uh, two of the bigger guys on staff. I mean, large. Uh, Jason and media producer JD. Ooh. Um, that's your choice. JD or Jason. Everyone knows Jason and JD. Here we go. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, this is big boys. <laughs> Gee. Yeah. I'm pretty sure this is our last show on Sirius because it looks like we've run out of things to do. Uh, <laughs> based on this. I'm going to say I want to go with Jason. You think that's Jason? Yeah. Believe it or not, uh, you would think JD's farts would mumble, but uh, no, that was JD. <laughs> really? Yeah, there's and no I, stutter, there's no hesitation. No. And Jason's <laughs> fart is way less powerful, I guess, because he lost so much weight. I was stunned ah. by this. Uh, that's it. I, he used to blast off like a rocket ship. But then, all right, here's one. Here's one more. Richard or Sal? Okay, Richard or Sal? What is that? That's Sal. Richard. You're kidding. Yeah, I thought yeah. Richard this, would be much more boisterous. No, this is Sal. Uh, and here's Richard. Here's Sal. Wow. Richard. Uh, all right. Here's Sal and Richard talking to each other. <laughs> All right. Uh, finally, I'll give you a bonus. 
Okay, is this Ralph or Robin? Ralph or Robin? Robin? That's right. Ralph or Robin? Where did you find a fart of mine? Well, first of all, listen. Who is that? (laughs) I hope that's you. Um, (laughs) I'm going to say that's Ralph. I don't think that's me. Uh, It's Ralph. And, and and here is Robin. Get there out of here. There you go, Robin. Yes. Shocking, I know. <laughs> How dare you? No, actually, that is not Robin. That is Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky. <laughs> um, actually, that is Will the Farter. I don't have any. You're, you're way too you, good. I was like, no way could I do that. There it is. And uh, uh, by the way, this game is copyrighted. Nobody steal this. Announcing an exciting new product from The Howard Stern Show. (laughs) It's Who Farted Home Edition. Okay, kids. Who farted? I know. That's John Time. That's right. All right, shut up with that. Who cares? (laughs) You did well. You did well. You got a couple right. It's not easy. I, I got more right than I got wrong. I think. By the way, you know, I was, uh, I used to play chess a lot. I don't really play anymore because I started to feel stupid that I couldn't win and 11 year olds were beating me. And <laughs> But there's a crazy thing going on in the chess world. Have you followed this at all? What's going on in chess? What? You know, you never read anything about chess, but, um, this is nuts, and I don't know how many people are following it. I'm following it because I follow all the chess websites. I still... Right. But um, the greatest chess player in the world, possibly the greatest chess player ever, in my opinion, is Magnus Carlsen. Okay. He plays now. He's He wins every competition. He's a genius. I it's unbelievable. his documentary. I thought it was wonderful. Yes, so what happened is uh, there's a potential cheating scandal going on. Oh. I can't. Fi- it involves anal beads, anal beads. With um, chess. Yeah. So uh, this 19-year-old kid beat five-time world champion Magnus Carlsen. Now, as someone who played chess, and again, I you know I was a, not a good chess player, but. It is unbelievable to me that this 19-year-old defeated Magnus Carlsen. That's how good Magnus... I mean, I don't see how this kid... He's a grandmaster, but I don't know how he would beat Magnus Carlsen. Neither did anyone else. But this 19-year-old's name is Hans Nyman. Mm -hmm. And uh, Hans Nyman's history is he has admitted to cheating in the past when he was a kid and he was learning how to play. He was on the computer. And you can cheat very easily on uh, yeah. online chess, which I don't know why anyone would. I don't know why you would cheat online because you go online to play chess for enjoyment and also to get better. So but there I, are would, people who would cheat at anything. Yes. And they also want to seem like they're experts. So yeah. when he was a little kid, um, he did admit that he cheated like when he was 10 years old. OK, so we forgive him that. But anyway, um, and naturally, people are now thinking that when he had this big win against Magnus Carlsen in person, not on a computer, they are convinced he cheated, but no one can figure out how he cheated. And the, the reason they're convinced he cheated is his, his track record in chess isn't good enough that he would be that good to beat Magnus Carlsen, number one. 
And it's true. Everyone can have a bad day and they can lose. That's right. Any given day. But a lot of chess experts, they're able to analyze their own game afterwards. And even some experts are saying this guy in the analysis of the game, he's not really explaining how he won even. And it's leading people to believe that somehow he figured out during a live chess tournament, even though there are anti-cheating kind of things built into it, like they're on a 15-minute delay so you can't uh, watch it in real time. You know, there's a whole thing. But people are now trying to figure out how did Hans Nyman, if he did cheat. Now, maybe he did legitimately win. No one believes he won. How could he do it? They're claiming he might have used anal beads that electronically pulsate. Now, I still don't know. Even this. Now, how, first of what, all, did they have signals for, you know, moves? It doesn't make sense to me because, first of all, in order to cheat, you need somebody helping you out. Right. Who who's knows? One, who's, who has a computer. Yeah. And he's using a computer to give you the right moves. On top right. of that, there'd have to be somebody there watching live who's in cahoots with you. Because there's a 15 minute delay over the Internet. So there's no way you'd have to have several people helping you. And even if I could electronically talk to you, Robin, through your asshole. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of moves on a board. How would you convey right. to me? Uh, you what can't touch the pieces to make after the, you know, you well, see what your opponent has done. Then you've got to tell some, you know, your ass right. what move to make. <laughs> right. I, I think they should call in like Penn and Teller to solve the problem. Like, like I'm being serious because those guys can figure out what if there is a scam, yeah. what's the scam? They're that good. <laughs> But, I mean, uh, if we could figure out this technology, we could make Ronnie a Jeopardy champion or a chess <laughs> champion or anything else. And you know what? If someone is as brilliant to figure out how to cheat at chess, why not just learn how to be a better chess player and win legitimately? You well, know? that's hard. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I think it's harder to figure out how to cheat. No, because anyway, uh, that's all electronic. Actually being able to sit in a room and make the right move, that's hard. Now, the theory gained, this, this whole anal bead theory gained a lot of uh, momentum when Elon Musk retweeted a video from a, a chess grand champion explaining how this could be a possibility. I haven't <laughs> seen this video that Elon Musk uh, put out. But um, so so the other thing is. Uh, and again, I don't even know how, I guess maybe Did the Did you actually go back and watch the, the game that, that they played? No, I haven't seen the game. I don't know where to get it. But, um, I'm thinking maybe they use Morse code through your anal beads. Is That's that what possible? I'm saying. That were there signals? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I don't even see how, I, you know, I tend to think the kid might, might have pulled off a win because I just don't see how he could cheat at a chess match, a live chess match like this, but. But isn't like a tournament usually more than one game? Was this just one game? Well, they, they were supposed to play yesterday. Magnus Carlsen sat down for the game. He made one move and resigned because he's basically saying, listen, some bullshit went on here. I'm, I'm registering a complaint. Now, look, I've seen Magnus Carlsen. I played against Magnus Carlsen. That's a whole nother story. The guy is beyond what anyone is in chess. And this is his reputation, and he's not standing for it. 
And it was right. in St. Louis, which is a big, there's a big chess match there every year. They have good prize money, the whole thing. It's a big deal in the world of chess. But he, he sat to, here, I'll play you. This is what happened. I don't think he cheated in the Singfield Cup, but everything else oh, is still sorry, Alejandro. Sorry, Alejandro. I just have to interrupt you uh, because the game started um, and Magnus has logged off. What has happened? Magnus has resigned. Magnus has resigned the game wow. against Hans Niemann. Yes. Uh, at least that's what so it says in our transmission. Made one move and resigned. Yes. It looks that way. Wow. Uh, <laughs> you're, you're shocked, David. Yeah, I mean, as soon as we saw Magnus appear on the webcam, I thought, okay, we're in for a game. At least uh, this will help things blow over. Let's focus on the chess again. But what do we say now? Mm. Wow. So it's a big brouhaha. There you but go. How do you straighten this out? I don't know. I don't know. What if they stuck these guys in a room, just the two of them? With and a check uh, the other guy's anus to make sure, right? Do a complete <laughs> anal cavity surge <laughs> and uh, settle it once and for all. Yeah. And th and this kid is legitimately, I guess, a grandmaster, but they but he's not in Magnus Carlsen's league. They just they're just not buying it. And I guess the moves were too perfect. You know what I mean? That you can tell when someone is cheating. You know. Because I go online sometimes and play, and I see they put a little C next to human beings' names if they've been caught cheating. The mm -hmm. C is actually for cheating or computer. That means they're using a computer. To assist, and yeah. Yeah. And you know it, especially when you see a guy jump in his rating, like, dramatically, and suddenly he's playing these brilliant moves. You know what they're up to. I see these assholes online. They're nerds. You know, they're douchebags. Well, you know, that's what people do. It's stolen valor, stolen honor, whatever. Mm -hmm. They want some kind of a credential they didn't deserve. Yeah. And then there was other uh, chess news. There was some computer, like they used a robot arm robot arm to play chess against a little kid, and the, the robot broke the kid's finger. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, yeah. The robot See, got See, I told you those robots could yeah, turn I, on Well, <laughs> that's what people are saying. Now they're saying it's like robot. Why? I don't know why. Why Why is everything happening in chess with robots? <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but there, there was a, a woman in India, you know, that, and their news was reporting on this. And they, they made it sound like this is the start of Terminator. Yeah. Like, this is what's happening now. It was all, you know, like, in America, it was kind of a joke. Like, on TMZ, they covered this story, and they were, like, kind of kidding around about it. In India, they're like, no, no, no. This is, this is the start. Yeah, like, Arnold, <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger is going to come back and try and, you know. This day will the, go down in history. Yeah, yeah this was this a big was day. the day that it started. Yeah. This was AI's way of punishing the little boy for trying to outsmart it. What happened in Moscow is a classic case of AI taking charge and dominating a human. What happened is also a reminder to wake up to the potential dangers of AI, to the dangers of AI outsmarting us. Machines approach situations differently. They react differently. Also, they have zero emotions and clearly they can be ruthless. AI is built to be better than humans, faster than humans, more intelligent than an average human. Cool. It is programmed to second-guess humans, to outsmart them. 
She's yeah. saying they have no emotions, but wouldn't that sort of signal an emotion that you didn't want the kid to beat you? Listen. Fuck you. Uh, listen. The only, first of all, what happened was, here's the explanation. The computer uses, uh, you know, it doesn't have eyes to see. So when the kid was waving his hand around by there, the machine got uh, confused and uh -huh. uh, thought it was picking up a chess piece. I see. Yeah. But uh, there you go. Chess news. Chess news. Wow. I'm just pointing out you can't say it has no emotions and then it didn't want to get beaten. Yeah. Yeah. You can't have it both ways. Yeah. By the way, uh, I did want to mention this story, too, to you. They are uh, honoring the queen mother who died recently. All she all wasn't the queen mother. She was the queen. I mean the queen. Right. She was the <laughs> king's mother. King Charles. <laughs> the queen. Right. But uh, the queen... Um, Everyone was giving touching tributes, and I thought this was touching. A gay men's sauna in London, known as Pleasure Dome, released a statement on how they would be respectfully operating the day of the Queen's funeral. So the gay spa was going to stay open, and they didn't want it to be seen as disrespectful. So they said, in accordance with government guidance and advice, Pleasure Dome Gay Spa will remain open on Monday, September 19th. While sex and drinking are perfectly fine, as a tribute to Her Majesty, the gay sauna will play no music, and its cinema, usually reserved for porn, will instead live stream the Queen's funeral. Oh, my goodness. So there you go. That's pretty intense. The gay spa said, that's it. No porn. They played the funeral up on their screens, and here's Were how it went Were people able to continue to have sex? <laughs> We have tape. at the funeral? We have tape from the Pleasure Dome, Robin. Seriously. Now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that sleep. For since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so there it is. in Christ shall Pleasure Dome. Pleasure Dome. Alive. All right. Pleasure Dome, Robin. Wow. There you go. I can't believe no, no. They, could, they could keep going to that. Do you care that Gary Delabate revealed on the wrap-up show yesterday that he spent most of his time at the Bottle Rock Festival microdosing mushrooms? What? Why does that bother me? It bothers the fuck out of me. Well, that's where he came back from <clears throat> with COVID. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> I think I went through uh, Bottle uh, Bottle Rock um, completely on mushrooms the whole weekend. Which <clears throat> I, I was that. I was nibbling on it like a like a rabbit. You know what I mean? <laughs> wait, wait, hold on, hold on, Gary, hold on. This was the last time you went to Bottle Rock, yeah. like just recently. Yeah. How come you didn't share this information before that you was tripping on mushrooms the whole time? Because I wasn't tripping. It it's was just, just microdosing. It was. It's, it's exactly what it is. It was. Yeah. It was no more. More than having like a, a tiny little bit of weed. Like you just take a little chew on the end of a little piece of chocolate, and then I just felt good all day. A couple of you know, a couple of tequilas, and all of a sudden it's a great day. 
Hmm. Wow. I don't know. Couple of tequilas and chocolate. Yeah, <laughs> and like he's like, is he sixty years old now? I mean, like yeah. he's an older man, like <laughs> tripping 61. on mushrooms. You're sixty one. Yeah. Dude, how do you I recover re- from that? It's because you don't get you don't get like you're not hallucinating. You don't get crazy high. It's just kind of like it's almost like taking like a like I did a mushrooms. I did mushrooms but, when I was like nineteen. You know, but it's I mean? not the same. That's that, I know what you yeah. mean. Like it's not like taking mushrooms where you're hallucinating. It was just kind of like a chill vibe. But I'll be very honest with you, Howard. If somebody said, "Hey, eat this piece of gum or chew on this lozenger," I might have passed on it. But they're like, "Hey, eat this piece of chocolate." I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> all right." Is it strong stuff? Uh, the, no. the mushrooms? No. Are they legal now? Mushrooms or or do, or do you? I don't know. I it, it depends. Everything's different in every place you go, but I don't think they are. But I'm not positive. <clears throat> right. Gee, well, I tell do you, you I... think that made you lose your inhibitions <clears throat> and you were less cautious <clears throat> than you would be <clears throat> roaming around through <clears throat> all those people? For the purposes of this show, Robin, absolutely. Right. <laughs> well, it's so funny because in the fan mail, I should read this. This is great. This goes back a couple of weeks ago, when we over two weeks ago, when we got a report with Ronnie. Gary and Ronnie were out in L.A. And uh, I'll recap the story as best I can. But uh, Gary and Ronnie got into a whole big disagreement. Oh, yes, I remember that now. Now you remember? Yeah. Uh, they got into a disagreement in Los Angeles over meeting the star of the Netflix reality series Selling Sunset. The dude's name is Jason Oppenheim. Ronnie wanted to go over to Jason Oppenheim and say, hey, they're in the restaurant. They see him. Ronnie's a fan of Jason Oppenheim. Why is he a fan? Jason Oppenheim uh, got some kind of whacked out car or something. Ronnie's into NASCAR and cars, you know, and he wanted to go over yeah. and just say to the guy, hey, dude, um, he wasn't even going to say he was Ronnie, the limo dude. driver or anything. He was just going to say, hey, I'm a fan of your show. And I just wanted to say hello. And he wanted to try to talk to him about this car. Gary got wind of this, and right away, no, 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 Ronnie. And I know what Gary was thinking. Hey, I don't want Ronnie embarrassing me or whatever. Let me handle the introduction. I'll handle this. Ronnie, you don't know what you're doing. Let me handle this. And so what ended up happening is when this guy Jason Oppenheim walked by the table where they were eating, Gary stood up, hey, uh, Jason, here's Ronnie from the Howard Stern Show, blah, 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 blah. Ronnie felt, oh, fuck. Gary's turning this into a fucking spectacle. It's the wrong way to approach. I would have just gone over to him and said hello. Ronnie, do I have it right? Am I telling this correctly? Yes, you are. Well, so listen to this. Howard 100 News veteran correspondent John Lieberman is starting a new, he's launching a new investigative show on Howard 101. I'm very excited about it. It's called A Hard Look. It premieres tomorrow. It'll be live every Thursday. And for his first exclusive, John Lieberman got in touch with Jason Oppenheim. Ah. And and John Lieberman asked Jason Oppenheim, what did you think of Gary? What happened that night? What happened when Gary approached? Have you heard this, Ronnie? No. Yep. Well, here, this is going to set you off. Here is uh, John Oppenheim. Ja- talk- John? Or whatever it is. Fuck it. I never heard of this guy. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have said hello to this guy no matter what. What a Gary introduced me or no, I went over myself, but all right. 
Here we go. This is from John Lieberman's new show. Our producer, Gary Delabate, obviously tried to facilitate an introduction. What are your thoughts on kind of industry professionals trying to network, you know, when you're just hanging out with your girlfriend walking by? That I don't mind at all. Um, that happens to me all the time, and it doesn't bother me at all. But maybe I got like, he, he definitely was on the more aggressive side of mentioning the Stern show and trying to help out his buddy. I think because Gary jumped up to back up Ronnie and to try to help him out. And I think made things worse. So I probably would have hung out and, and chatted with Ronnie a little bit more. I had Gary not jumped up. Gary. Well, Ron, what's your response to Gary? <laughs> well, I, I guess I was right. Yes. And, uh, Ron, and so I will say that I have, a. I have apologized to Ronnie privately, and now I will publicly. Ronnie was right. Maybe was you right. should stop microdosing those mushrooms. Your judgment <laughs> is clouded. I don't know why well, they, you would do that. I don't know why you started in with the, hey, it's Howard Stern's Ronnie the limo driver. Blah, blah, blah. And, and I, I wasn't even going to do it in front of everybody. I was going right. to do it, go inside where he was Gary. standing by the bar alone while his, I don't know whatever his girlfriend was doing in the restaurant. I was just going to go up to him and say, hey, listen, you know, that cool, the guy, you know, built in this really cool car. I thought it was great. And I love your show, you know, the hot chicks. But why, you know, why, why? That, that never why got did to happen. Gary, Ronnie, why does Gary do that? Why did he do that? I don't understand. Uh, I, I don't understand that Gary has tried to explain it. Was Gary Were drunk? you drinking that night, Gary? Yeah, but not enough for this to make a difference. Well, you keep saying that. Well, the microdosing was know. nothing. The, 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 the drinking that night was nothing. What? Maybe it's clouding wait, you. Wait, wait, now I'm guilty I mean, of something I, mean, I did a month before. To, well, no, I the mean, microdosing I mean a, who knows I, listen, how you behave I mean, when you microdose? It's, 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 it's super poor judgment. I, I will tell you that there's no malice involved. And like I said. No, I don't I, think I tried, there was malice. I, but what were you thinking? In other words, did you think Ronnie was going to embarrass you? And uh, maybe you better no, handle this? No, but I this? was I was thinking. I, I mean, I've said this already. And, and, and obviously, I'm wrong. But I said, I thought that I thought the guy was going in the restaurant, say, to pick up food. And I thought that Ronnie, like, following him in might have been awkward. So I'm like, let's just wait till the guy comes by. I probably, and I wasn't probably. You can tell from the guy's thing. I was more aggressive than I thought. I didn't mean to be. But that's what my thinking was. Hmm. Okay. And I was off. I, I get it. I'm off. Yeah, but why, why, I, what I don't understand is why would you want to put the guy on the spot in front of 15 people at a table when I was just going to go in alone right. when he's standing it. by himself and I not out in the, this was outside. It wasn't even in the restaurant. It was outside and, and where there was a whole shitload of people. Besides, yeah, no, we got it. Table. I, I understand what you're saying, Ronnie. Bad Gary judgment. has bad judgment. That's what he's saying. Well, yeah. How do you how do you reconcile that? Like, there's a whole uh, restaurant full of people trying to eat. <laughs> <laughs> Gary stands up and starts yelling. I thought, at I, listen, I, I thought. Listen. I thought when he went in, he might be like, "Oh my God, this guy followed me in." And on his way out, I thought he would be going a little slower. Well, I thought. It, I thought it would be. But again. I, there's well, no explanation. There's no. Thank um, you, John I, I Lieberman. Wrong. Thank you, John Lieberman. There we have confirmation. Ronnie, you, you probably would have had a really nice. Yeah. yeah, you would have had a nice time with this guy. Uh, he, he admits yeah. it. He said he got freaked out and he's got scared away. Mm. Uh, so you, you were right. That's right. There's your confirmation. Well, it's thank unbelievable. You. Thanks, mm. thanks, John Lieberman.
There you go. Well, you should you should listen. You should tune in. That's uh, tomorrow. Yeah, Gary, did you still think you were right until you heard that? No, 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 no. I, 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 I like when we got back and we talked about. It, I was pretty sure that. I mean, but again, I, 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 in my mind, I thought I was trying to be right. But yes, I really. This is not. Um, and I don't mean to shit on other people. This is not Sal. I'm not saying I was wrong. Just to have you guys leave me alone. I understand why I was wrong. All right, All right. fair enough. Gary uh, backing down a bit. He was way more aggressive with Ronnie and uh, sticking to his opinion on the wrap-up mm. show. It was, uh, yeah, he was, was going like, to go chase this guy down, Howard. It was no, going to be really Howard. weird. Oh, bullshit, dude. All I was going to do, I was going to walk inside and say, big fan. Uh, he, he has a, a car that he had built by a custom place that I watched a TV show. And I was just going to say, man, it was a really beautiful car. And uh, I just wanted to tell you and and walk away. He wasn't with his girlfriend at that point. He was standing there alone by the bar. But it was it was like it was like Ronnie got super excited and the guy was holding his girlfriend's hand. I don't know when they went in a restaurant. I didn't see anybody I, waiting. I could have said something then, Gary, and I didn't. See, but all right. Now it's been worked out. We're putting that one to sleep. Huh. End of that. By the way, Ronnie, yeah, I, th I thought it was over. <laughs> By the way, by the way, by the way, a okay. lot of email came in about a lot of things, including Ronnie yesterday with his big revelations on the air. Uh, yeah. And we also heard from Hi Ronnie, Ronnie High on Weed. Now these towns, what the hell is going on? <laughs> I'm going to be deaf. It was a sound effect. This was so loud Just in my head. Blew your head off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what's going on. All right, whatever. <laughs> Can we get the audio uh, mix right? Be careful right? with the mix there. People's yeah, ears are involved. Yeah, <laughs> give me a break. <laughs> Holy mackerel. Anyway, okay. I just uh, have to go back for a second. They were playing a Sal thing Yeah. about some messages he got from listening to a show. Yeah. And he said there were scientists involved. Very, very smart scientists. Yeah. And I was like, aren't scientists smart uh have you ever seen a stupid scientist i but knew these were the smartest of the smart scientists don't make fun of sal i knew a stupid scientist this guy could <laughs> not get arrested <laughs> he was a scientist but he was a very bad one uh, uh, a very smart scientist uh, very is very very, yeah. very smart scientist. anything sal says is stupid i've learned that <laughs> Like, even when he's trying, you know, when he's talking philosophy and, uh, you know, yeah. where he considers himself an expert and, oh, God, my wife even, you know, she's the kindest person. She makes fun of stuff. Like, we're walking and we saw two dimes the other day. And she goes, you know who that is? And I go, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's like, too much. Um, 
I just wanted to read you a couple of fan uh, things and maybe get to a few phone calls. Um, Imagine Dragons. They were on our show yesterday. I thought the fellas sounded great, right? They, yeah, um, they, they were incredible. They did a great version of, um, you know, listen, I like when a band comes on and then they do something a little bit different with one of their hit songs, and they did that yesterday. Um, I'm sure everyone's heard it by now. I don't know if I should play a clip or not. Well, maybe somebody missed it. Uh, they did a little bit of a, I'll play, oh, okay, I'll play you some of Believer. This is, uh, I just thought it was a great rendition. Yeah. Very jazzy, relaxed. I was able a little to more unwind. mellow, yeah. I opened up my fly. First things first, I'ma say all the words inside my head. I'm fired up and tired of the way that things have been over. This was my greatest interview ever. I'm not that familiar with the Imagine Dragons, but uh, after hearing how soulful these guys were on your show, I definitely got into it. Uh, another fan wrote, what a cool jazzy version of the song Believer. Howard, your interest in the band was infectious. I particularly enjoyed the glimpse into working with Rick Rubin. I, you know, I'm not a musician. I have worked with Rick Rubin, even though I am not a musician, because when we put out the Private Parts soundtrack, Rick was in charge. Rick uh, asked me, do you want me to do something with it? And I said, oh, ho, ho, I'd be honored. You're Rick Rubin. I don't know what the fuck you do, but everyone carries on about you. <laughs> and, you know, when you meet him, this is a guy. I don't know if you've ever seen a picture of him out there, but uh, look him up. Uh, he's got this big, gigantic, ZZ Top style beard, like a David Letterman beard, and he's uh, never wears shoes. Uh, you know, I'm not a big. I like people who wear shoes. Honestly, Rick likes to sit cross-legged like a Buddha, and you know, he touches his feet when he's sitting. And I say, Rick, it's enough with he your plays feet. Plays with his feet. <laughs> he does. <laughs> he's very into being barefoot. I mean, I never, he's an unusual guy. He's a sweetheart. I love him. Don't get me wrong. He was terrific. He came up with a concept for the Private Parts soundtrack, which I still take great pride in. It was a number one album. He asked various artists to perform together. For example, Ozzy Osbourne collaborated with somebody. Um, you know, you had different artists all collaborating with one another. And Rick put that all together. I had nothing to do with it. I mean, Rick Rick was the mastermind of this. So, you know, I'll forever love Rick Rubin. But I didn't know. I mean, I knew the name, Rick Rubin. They, you and know, you all hear these, these people want to work with him, and he's considered a genius. What does he actually do? And for a while, I thought, well, I think people just, you know, I said, oh, does Rick play instruments? They go, no, Rick doesn't play any instruments. That's why I asked Imagine Dragons about them. Yeah. I said... I said, how is it Rick doesn't play an instrument and he's a producer? Well, you know, you heard his answer. Rick uh, Rick listens to a lot of music. And uh, I, I and then he'll play you something. Yeah, I, said, <laughs> I said, yeah, I don't mind if he plays me something, but put your shoes on, for Christ's sake. This fucking guy never has his shoes on. I mean, I am I'm like I, when I see people touching their feet, like I love having feet. 
Don't get me wrong, but I'm not a big fan. You wouldn't fan give of up like, your feet? Yeah. No, I'm not a big <laughs> fan of like people touching their feet. Have you well, ever sat with somebody? Well, if he was somebody... wearing shoes, he would not touch his feet. Well, you have you ever sat in a meeting or in a in a, a social situation with people who touch their shoes, the bottom of their shoes, they play with their feet, they're, but they're no. wearing shoes? I have, and it's disgusting. Oh. Like you go, you, you you sit there and you go. I wouldn't you get think the, that was possible. You get the heebie-jeebies because you sit there and you go, ooh, there's so many germs on their shoes. Yeah. So at, re- at least Rick's playing with his feet. But anyway. But Rick is walking around barefoot. Rick is a genius. If Rick plays with his feet, you got to let him do it. Uh, what? <laughs> no, watch Rick. Rick uh, has a, uh, there's a documentary on Rick Rubin. I forget what, what network it's on. I watched it because I love Rick. But he's he always is in a room with the musicians cross-legged sitting there without shoes on. And I can't pay attention to what Rick's saying because I'm busy looking at what's going on with his feet. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he's not touching them, but in my mind, he's touching them. I don't know. Right. I just I don't know. It seems very, like, low intelligence to me. Like, no, if I see no, somebody no. playing with their feet, I think something's wrong. No, maybe... You know what? I, I come to think of it, I want to be I want to be truthful here. I don't think he played with his feet, but I felt like he was going to. You know what I mean? <laughs> but anyway, the documentary is called Shangri La. It's on. Uh, it's about Rick and his whole process of producing some of these great okay. artists, and it really is fantastic. So, uh, God bless you, Rick, and I'm always grateful to you for doing the Private Parts uh, soundtrack album. But, I think that has to go on my list. You know, I'm still getting around to the Rolling Stones. There's Shangri La documentaries. Oh, the Rolling Stones one is good. I, I watched yeah. that. That was good. And uh, there's one on uh, John McEnroe that's out now that's good. I saw the John McEnroe. I love yeah, that, that. Yeah, that was great. But um, in any case, uh, Rick Rubin, I was saying I never knew what it is Rick does, but all of these bands swear by him, like Metallica. And, you know, they all they all use It's like it. going to see the Buddha, isn't it, for a musician? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he he gets her, and he's got these guys, you know, right in line. He tells them what to do, and they do it. Anyway, I'm officially wrecked after hearing the story behind the song "Wrecked." Dan from Imagine Dragons also comes across as such a genuine guy. That's how I felt. Uh, he really opened up about his life experiences in a way that we shouldn't take for granted. Uh, here's another guy said he recently took his young son to the uh, first concert of his life. Went to Fenway to see Imagine Dragons. It was great. Hearing them on your show, though, felt so much more intimate. The whole family appreciated it. So there you go, Robin. The family that stays together. The family that listens to our show together stays together. There you go. All right. All right. I like that. Yeah. There has been a lot of email about Fisty Gary, and I want to take you through it. <laughs> what happened to people? I know what happened to me. Yeah, I saw your face during it. I've Ooh. never seen you look like that. Uh, I told you that we were going to premiere the most vile prank call in Stern Show history. And we did it yesterday. Ooh. It was, it was called, just sad. <laughs> it was called Fisty Gary. And Fisty Gary called a guy who loved to be fisted, you know, extreme fisting. Now, I will say it was mixed. Some listeners loved hearing the prank call. Way to go, Fisty G. This was easily the best call of the year. Credit to Gary for being a team player and delivering an all-star performance. Yes, Gary did a great job. Oh, no well, doubt. Let's be honest. Gary didn't do a great job. 
Fisty Gary did a great job. <laughs> Another beautiful chapter in the Flirty G series. I was also wondering if anyone in Gary's house walked past and overheard him when he made the call. I can't imagine the questions that that would bring up. Uh, other people felt the call was too much. Please, no more Fisty Gary. I can handle a lot of gross things like zip popping or cow abscesses, but I draw the line at prolapsed anus talk. It is. It's a lot to take. I know. It was too much. I'm I'm in this camp. I had to change the channel when the caller said he would wag his ass meat like a tail. What kind of childhood trauma causes a man to grow up and take a leg up his ass like that? The guy took a leg in his asshole. Yeah. Um... Chris Wilding received this direct message from a fan personally. Probably the worst segment I've ever heard. (laughs) I wish they wouldn't repeat it this week either. This guy wants to cut out of the show permanently. I've worked in surgery for the last 20 years. I've seen rectal prolapses. And the fact this guy gets off on it makes me vomit in my own mouth. And one fan had the radical thought that Gary actually enjoys fisting and is a fisting aficionado because his Mm. performance was so convincing. I bet Gary uh, finds this kind of thing hot. I wouldn't be shocked. Is Gary the fister or the fisty in this guy's mind? (laughs) I wouldn't be shocked if he Baba beats off to fisting videos. Behind Ah. every joke, there's some truth. Many a truth said in jest. You've heard that before, Robin. Um, by the way, the entire call, I told you, you only heard uh, just moments of disgustingness. It was a 40-minute phone call. A lot of crazy stuff ended up on the cutting room floor. Uh, if you want a bonus clip, here is... Um, bonus? I wouldn't call it a bonus. <laughs> here is... Um, what's the guy's name? FF, right? Uh, the guy he's talking to. I can't think of it. Yeah, FF. forget what he calls himself. Hunger, Hunger. FF. That's what it is. Hunger yes. FF. In this bonus clip, Hunger FF describes the sound of fisting to Gary. Bonus clip. Get ready. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. What's it sound like when I'm fisting you, boo? Uh, it's, it's sort of like a, like a sloppy, like, if you're doing it right, it sounds like you're just punching a bucket of water. Right, right. That's so hot. Anyone who says Disneyland is the happiest place in the world has never been inside a freshly gaped asshole. Oh, fuck. Yep, I agree. My asshole is so wet for you. Keep talking about that meat. You gonna come for me? I'm getting close. Keep going. Oh, it's actually hurting my lesions a little bit. Rub those monkeypox lesions for daddy. Oh, fuck yeah. By the way, what is all that watery noise when uh, Hunger FF is fisting himself? What I is don't want to know. I do <laughs> not want to know. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, Wolfie, being uh, you know right on top of things, called Hunger FF after the call aired to see how he felt about it. And uh, between you and me, it sounded like there were sparks. Listen to this. Definitely funny. He's he's and he's got a great sense of humor and a great vibe about it. I mean, I was actually turned on enough to start jerking off while I was on the phone with him. So, on a scale of one to ten, ten being the best speed date you ever went on, how would you rate that date? I mean, I would rate it a ten because I don't know of any speed date I could ever think of that would end in an orgasm and a cum shot on the very first round. <laughs> no pressure, but would you like me to connect you guys in the future? Yeah, sure, absolutely. I would totally play with him. There you go. Flirty Gary. Flirty Gary gets everyone. 
Right. And uh, what I did want to talk about is uh, this Ronnie update. We got a report on Ronnie's life of drinking and smoking in Las Vegas. A couple of fans, not just me, were sharing their concerns. If I drank that much in a day, I'd be out of commission for a week. Easy on the booze, Ronnie. We don't know how much that old liver can handle. Ronnie described having 10 gin and tonics in one day. (laughs) Howard, I thought 10 gin and tonics was excessive. Then Ronnie opened up about his life, and I understand why he drinks that much. (laughs) I played some clips of Ronnie being interviewed stone, and the audience loved it. I think Ronnie should get high before every show. I could listen to High Ronnie all day. Blaze on, Ronnie. Uh, I was just expecting High Ronnie to say some crazy shit. Howard gave us um, a much more introspective stoned Ronnie. And, in fact, yeah, he was. He was introspective. He talked about his life. Yeah. Uh, This one says, Ronnie, try to slow down a bit. Signed, Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen, the famous (laughs) actor writing Ronnie. If Charlie's concerned, maybe there is something to look at. Howard, hearing about uh, Ronnie's father put his life into a new perspective for me. Who knew behind all that horniness there was a sensitive side to our favorite limo driver? Well, Ronnie described a horrible scenario where he was brought to his father's mistress's home when he was uh, a boy. Only Ronnie can make me go from tears of joy to tears of sadness. If I met my father's mistress, I'd be scarred for life. Props to him for being so vulnerable on the air. How do you like that, Ronnie? You're a hit. You opened up about a horrible part of your life. Yeah, but you know what? At at the end of the day, after that was all over, and I I was sitting thinking about it. You felt bad. I I felt bad, but. The good part was, like, my childhood, I mean, I had a great childhood with my father. He was always involved with me with everything I did. He was involved with my friends. We would go do things together. Um, he had a, a gun club, that where, a shooting gun club, where he organized a junior club for me and all my friends. And we were, you know, hooked up with shooting things and trophies and stuff like that. So... That part of my life as growing up was great. I mean, he, my father was great with that, but then, you know, later on, things went sour, you know? No, I mean, I've always admired uh, that your father let you jerk off to the threesome he was having with, uh, you know, with your mom. Well, he, and didn't, he didn't let me, dude, because he didn't know I was there. I see, I see. Well, I mean, it was just awfully nice of him to provide jerk-off material. My father and never that, did. And that, that didn't bother me. It was all, you know, all the other shit, you know? You know what it is, Ron? I was thinking about you. That's what makes the story even more painful. Your father, who was so great, who was, I would say, your hero, then, out of the blue, takes you to his mistress's home. It had to be soul-crushing. If your father was a dick all the time, it wouldn't have been so bad. What it was is, this good guy, suddenly your whole perception changed. It's almost like what the guy from Imagine Dragons was talking about. He was fine when he was in the religion, the Mormon religion, and he accepted everything, and he went along with everything. The second he opened his eyes, he was like, oh, shit. I, You know, I, it's shocking to me. It used to be so great, and now it's not. Right. The, the problem for you was your father was a great guy, and then all of a sudden he's shoving you in front of some mistress, you know? Yeah, and, it was, and you know, the other thing was 
the way he went about doing everything, like trying, you know, it, it, it was a very sneaky situation, the way he did everything. And, you know, uh, he kind of fucked my up. You know, he fucked my mother over pretty good at the end and all that kind of shit. Uh, right. You know, that that really bothered me. So, you know. It, it, and it, it was, ruined your relationship, right? You Oh, you yeah. yeah. Well, well, towards the, you know, towards the end, no, because, you know, I felt bad. And when he was sick, especially, toward, you know, towards the end when he, you know, when they, the doctors said they couldn't do anything for him anymore. And mm -hmm. he knew it was the end pretty much. You know, I felt bad, and then it was a whole thing with, you know, being an only child, I was the one who had to handle everything. So, like, when he died, he he wanted, he didn't want to, like, a funeral. He didn't want to be buried. He wanted to be cremated, which in the Jewish religion, they don't do that. But, you know, he didn't give a shit. Um, <laughs> so, I, I was the one who had to carry out his wishes. Mm-hmm. And he wanted his ashes spread upstate New York where he, he had a house before he got moved to Florida. When he got sick, he couldn't live in the cold climate anymore. The doctors told him it would be better if he lived in a warmer climate. So that's how he wound up living in Florida. But he had this house upstate, and that was a lot of my childhood. I would be up there every weekend with my friends. He would take us up there. and It was a lot of fun and all this kind of stuff. And now I had to go up there when the house didn't belong to us anymore. And he wanted his ashes spread up there. So I had to go up there when nobody was there. And I'm walking onto this property and I'm going, I'm going to wind up going to jail or something here. I'm walking up this, up there with this bag of fucking ashes. Somebody's going to catch me. And I'm, you know, like, what the fuck are you doing? You know, and I'm spreading these ashes by this tree next to the house that he loved okay so yeah it, it was it, it was a rough ending believe me mm. well anyway everyone's concerned and uh concerned about you hitting the 10 gin and tonics oh that was that's the like a once in a while thing it's not all the time dude all right me. it's a lot i of mean coins. even once in a while 10 gin and tonics that's a lot yeah, but, oh, hey, listen, you know it was a long period of time it started in the early afternoon and ended it in the early morning <laughs> <laughs> i liked uh, when ronnie was describing how uh, how ugly the mistress was and uh you couldn't figure oh, yeah. out why i mean yeah. I, I couldn't <laughs> i could never figure it out but like Poor Ruth right. Buzzy got a hit. Yesterday. <laughs> yeah, she got yeah. smacked in the head. Yeah, well, she had this. She had like this Ruth Buzzy hairstyle and shit, you know, <laughs> with the hairnet and everything. <laughs> Not with the hairnet, but just the styling right. and 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 the clothes, you know, very plain Jane and and, I just and the cankles. I couldn't right. figure it out. No, she didn't have cankles, dude. Um, Harry nipples. Was actually, very. She was thin, you know. So she wasn't. She didn't have cankles, but. Uh, it was just weird. It was a whole yeah. weird situation. Well, uh, Ronnie, yeah. uh, everyone appreciated you. Oh, yes, very weird, Ronnie Puppet. Right? Very, very weird. weird. Very weird. I was I was, was so a... depressed I couldn't post my pick of a chick with saggy cunt lips. Right. But I'll get to it today. No, no, no. That didn't stop, dude. I was no. Still that never pictures. stops. Some of the guys were telling me, you know, they talk to Ronnie off the air all the time. They always pass along nuggets, and they said Ronnie now feels. That he will never, ever again see Robin or Fred in person. And me, he feels, I probably, he probably never will see me in person again for the rest of his life. Right, you Ron? You think you'll never see me again? 
Yeah, well, I, I don't know how that's He lives in happen. Vegas. You know, in the, how many like, years has Ronnie have left? Vegas. Well, right? nobody goes well, anywhere anymore. That's the thing, too. You know, like that's true. people, people it's really, they, they, you know, they're afraid to travel. And with the whole fucking airlines, with canceling flights, nobody wants to go anywhere. They're afraid they're not going to get home. You know? Yeah, that's true. You make um, a point. Yeah, he's right. It could be we'll never see each other in person again. That's an interesting observation. Are you sad about it, Ronnie, or uh, are you okay? Yeah, no, I am. I, you know, I miss everybody. Mm. Um, yeah, no, I am. Yeah, like no, I, yeah. I was out. Oh, shut the fuck up already, <laughs> Ronnie. Yeah, Puppet, no, yeah. Ronnie you're Puppet, making my liver see? spots boil. <laughs> By the way, Ronnie Puppet, you've uh, replicated yeah. on your face the new mustache of Ron Like Ronnie's mustache has definitely yeah. grown and yeah. since uh, he moved to Vegas. Well, it's taking on a mustache. personality. Yeah. Oh like my god, it. it's, yeah. it's unbelievable. It's <laughs> and, like and an, check it's out my like, soul patch underneath here. Yeah. It's like a fungus. It's almost growing completely. Yeah. It's unbelievable. It's like the Ronnie. fungus on the tree that I spread my father's ashes next to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's it's quite one remarkable. thing I love about my dad. We talked sex, pussy, and acorns. All right. Let me go to uh, Ronnie's old buddy, Apples. What do you want to say, Apples? I am very proud of my boy, Ronnie. Oh, as vulnerable dude. as he is talking about that stuff, a lot of men aren't that vulnerable to be able to open up. I don't want to pick right. on you, Ronnie. I want to be friends from here on out, buddy. I, I don't want to be friends with you. <laughs> well, Apple says he's proud of you. He feels your vulnerability on the air yesterday moved him, and he's hoping to patch things up with you where he could start a new relationship with you. But you're not interested? Don't care. Don't give a shit. Right. Him, All right. Him and John Ham were just like, it, it was two you know, big manly men who opened up i didn't expect it from ron and i'm proud of right. you pal i all want right, to see well, that weed display you got too all right i don't think apples. you're ever gonna see that yeah, yeah no, he's, never, he's never gonna see anything <laughs> all right let's go to larry in missouri hi larry hey howard pleasure hey. to speak to you finally um nice, so nice to speak to you thank you so yesterday i was listening and you warned me you came up, you warned me, turning us off. And I'm like, oh, listen, I've been listening to you forever. I'm like, I'm a, what are you going to do to gross me out? I had to switch the radio when Gary was talking to that guy that shoved his fucking legs and stuff up his ass. I, I, I had to switch to 101. I couldn't take it. You know, I, I warned the audience, and nobody takes me seriously. This is my problem as a broadcaster. Uh, when I issue a warning and I tell you something disgusting is about to happen, you got to know that I'm telling you the truth. Unless you have a high tolerance, turn the radio off, for God's sakes. Uh, you know, I see a lot of these um, uh, programs I watch on TV. They say, please, if you, you know, if you don't like to see flashing lights and blah, 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 turn off the program now. I immediately turn it off. <laughs> I, I don't like flashing lights. You take them at their word. <laughs> Right. I believe them when they say it. When they tell me something bad is going to happen, I understand it and I and I react to it. So for all of you people out there who said, well, oh, I was so disgusted. I was so grossed out. It means you didn't listen to me. Now, uh, I, I, I didn't personally, believe you. I didn't dude, believe I know. it would be that bad. When, when, that now, guy, when that guy said about the ass meat falling out and being 18 inches long and you asked him <laughs> what he does with it. And and he says he lets people suck on it. I, I, that was it for me. I was done. 
And you can handle a lot. You have a high tolerance yeah. for, for yeah, shit, I do. right? I do. You've seen weird stuff go. Like you've seen weird. And like what's the weirdest live thing? And let live kind of person about sex, right? What, yeah, yeah, exactly. What, what, but that to me, that's not. I mean, what is that? That I don't even know what that is. That came out of his ass. Where, <laughs> where is? What is? That? What is the shit that come? It's not shit. I mean, it, it's it's skin. What? What kind of skin comes out like that? What is that? I've never heard. It's of his it. anus. His whole anus has anus been so is, stretched, is elongated. Yeah, it uh, pops out of his ass. It's literally Holy his asshole shit. popping out of his ass. And then talking about how the guy's fingers were up in his stomach. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, Ronnie, the ironic thing is when you talk about taking a dildo in your ass. That's how I think about it. I go, how does Ronnie take a dildo in his ass? Yeah, but you know? I, I can control that to a certain point. Like, I'll go, you know, if if I if it starts to hurt or whatever, I could stop it. But this guy doesn't stop it. It, it just keeps, he doesn't care. He just, uh, he opens up wider. I don't know how the fuck he does that. But well, what's weird is that that medically he's not even scared. In other words, to have your asshole hang 18 inches out, and and have this big bag of, of your insides hanging outside of your body. Right. Most of us would say, you know, even though I enjoy it, I'm going to stop because it, it can't fare well in life. I'm probably going to die from this eventually or something's yeah, going to happen. Does he tuck it back in? Is I'm wondering yeah. that too, Ronnie. I'm like, because he also sort of indicated that he's learned to kind of suck it in and you know and so i'm wondering how much can he suck in and you know does he have to stuff part of it in i'm like this is disgusting what my he's turned is going it to? he's turned it into an erogenous zone he's turned Dude, when, his asshole he, yeah what when he farts does it fall out yeah really <laughs> who knows if he can who knows if he can even shit normally you know what i mean it's that crazy. You, you have to wonder about all of that and then no. he's hitting it against the phone. I'm like, oh my god! And and Whoa. and if you do if you do shit normally, how the fuck do you clean that up? You're asking me. Well, actually, it's easy because you just grab it and you just wipe it down. You know, oh, you can put it in god. the shower, Ronnie. Just... <laughs> uh, yeah, it's outside. That's gross, man. That uh, that but, grossed me out. That totally grossed me out. What's up, Ralph? This, to me, was the most disturbing part. I, I get that he's got a perversion because, you know, people like different things. But what I can't wrap my head around is that he's so fucking open about it. Like, if you're into that, keep that shit to yourself. Don't tell anyone. Well, it's, part of the pleasure is he goes to conventions where others are into this thing. A convention? Like, yeah, a convention. Yeah, he convention. should be there alone, but he's there. With other <laughs> he's there with a lot of people. There are people who are into this kind of thing. Uh, but uh, but yeah, most people were grossed out by. Oh, hold on a second. It's uh, Jeff Goldblum. What do you want to say? Oh, oh my goodness! Oh my gosh! I loved Fisty Gary. What a hoot! Mm, oh yes, finally something I can relate to. I would think an actor like you would hate this uh, Fisty Gary because you're you know oh, most no, of your no, entertainment. No, 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 no. You're, you're quite mistaken, quite mistaken. I am very interested in the idiosyncrasies of the um, human uh, human uh, capacity for pleasure. Oh, it reminds me of when I was the fly. Mm, you know the grotesqueness and oh. Ooh. 
Mm, you know, they call me Fisty, Fisty Goldie. Uh, yes, All right, okay, uh, you love it. Right, right? I've had enough of you. Come on. <laughs> Fisty Goldie. If half your insides were hanging out, wouldn't you, like, kill yourself? Well, yeah, I would be like, oh, my God, i got to go to the hospital. I mean, I'd be, I'm so neurotic about my health. If I think anything is slightly off, I'm, I'm like, immediately at the doctor's office. But uh, you see, that's why I am fascinated by the phone call. When you meet other human beings who don't have the neuroses that, that for example, that I have, that so willy-nilly are willing to... No, they like, have another neuroses, Howard. It's not like they don't have a neuroses. Is it a neuroses or is it a lack of like um, of inhibition or caring or... Uh, it's it's like I, I don't even you understand... You don't want to mutilate your body. This no. is the thing. It's mutilation. You know what it is these days, too? Everybody overshares shit. It's like all those pigs who got monkey pox are busy on Instagram showing it off like it's, uh, you know, like like people overshare these days with everything. should be ashamed of that. Even in the bonus clip, he's talking about, uh, <laughs> you know, whatever he's doing, he's putting his own hand up there. Oh. And he says, that's irritating my lesions from monkey pox. I'll tell you the truth. I uh, I'm almost tempted to uh, put the entire 40 minutes on the app and uh, let people hear it. Uh, I got to think it through. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna do that. I, I couldn't listen to it. I just yes, like, you even would. Ronnie, even Ronnie re-describing it makes me want to throw up. <laughs> You'll you, listen. You'll dude, be there. Can you can you imagine when this guy goes to the doctor to like get his prostate checked? Well, the doctor, the doctor probably says, so prostate, listen. How's he going to find his prostate? <laughs> the doc, he's like, don't stop it. You could check his heart. You don't have to check his prostate. <laughs> you go all the way up there. But uh, listen, this guy is so, you know, if a doctor said to him, you're going to, you're killing yourself. What are you doing? I, I think he would ignore it. He just loves this uh, thing. He loves this obsession. I mean, here's Hunger FF talking about his ass meat. I'll, here it is. This will answer all your questions. Sir, what's your name? My name is Hunger FF. Hunger FF. What does the FF stand for? Fist fucking. I can take it shoulder deep. I can take three hands in my ass. And I have about like 10 inches of like ass meat that falls out when I get fisted. <laughs> what is ass meat? <laughs> it's a rosebud or a prolapse. And how much comes out? A lot. I would say it's probably about the size of like a grapefruit or a bigger. So when your ass meat is hanging out of your anus, what do guys do with it? They play with it. They eat it. Suck on it. Deep throat it. <laughs> Did we see a video of him in action? I forget. I feel, I, seem uh, to feel... I don't think I saw that. I'm not watching that video. You're going to watch it. <laughs> You're gonna watch it, but maybe maybe once. Wolfie, did we see a video? Why do I seem to remember seeing his ass meet him play? Am I wrong? So we never posted a video, but at some point I had to follow Hunger on Twitter just to kind of keep in contact with him, and it is brutal. I I, I had to I had to delete him from my page. It is so <laughs> rough what's going on. Uh, he told me he filmed a. Uh, a Marvel themed sex scene where he was dressed up like Spider-Man and he was getting fisted by a guy dressed like Venom and the Venom guy had black lube and he's just pounding his asshole with his fist over and over again. Every, everything this guy does is extreme. 
And he wasn't worried about being sued by Marvel for copyright infringement? <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess not. I see. He's a brave man. I'll give him that. So How you, you followed. But why do I seem to feel we saw a picture of his ass meat hanging out of his asshole? Am I crazy on that or am I just a, my imagination running wild? Yeah, I, mean, he, I think that you might have been so on his vividly. site. I might have been on ma mushrooms. What? <laughs> do you want? Do you want to talk to this guy at some point, and he can tell I you? I thought I like, did. I, didn't I talk to him one point? No, you never talked no? to him directly. I, he could probably answer all of your questions. You know, this is crazy. I could swear I had him on the air, and I talked to him directly, and I could also swear that I saw his ass meet somewhere. <laughs> is this, this why you dream? You're dreaming this time. <laughs> well, sometimes dreams come true. Did I talk to another fister on the air, or was it... I feel like I spoke with this guy. I'm sure over the years you, you've spoken to a fister at some point, but I don't believe you ever talked to Hunger directly. If I haven't, I'm ready to interview him. I mean, I want to uh, interview him. Okay, I'm trying to up for leave it. this topic. I was so nauseous yesterday. I saw you were nauseous. I, I like that look when you're nauseous. It's sexy. <laughs> but he's Cut like, you know, like when William Shatner shows up to Comic Con, like hunger is that guy when he goes to a fisting convention. Like everybody wants a crack at fisting him. Like yeah. that's that's like a a big accomplishment. Is that right? Is he a nice looking guy? Is he in shape? Is he? What, yeah, what's his story? yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. When I when I met him at first and then when i learned later on in the conversation that this is what he was doing i i, I couldn't even imagine it that he's that guy hmm he's like a normal guy doing? yeah how old he's, is he he's probably in his late 20s at this point maybe oh, early wow. 20s he's like a kid yeah hmm maybe i need to that's what him. i'm thinking that you know this probably isn't something people will want to do to him when he's 60 and yeah, so I, I, he's I, trying I to would. have as much fun as possible <laughs> right now. In, incontinence <laughs> is a big issue for some of these guys because later in life, the shit just falls out of their ass because things get so loose. You, you can't rebound when you're taking a leg up your ass. Right. <laughs> Can I quote you on that? Because I'm making yeah. a poster. <laughs> Dr. Wolfie, yes. You know what? I, I just think how inspirational that would be. You can't rebound when you're taking a leg up your ass. That sort of, that sums up my philosophy. Um, yeah. All right. Yeah. I guess I thought I had interviewed him, but now I don't know what I'm remembering, but, uh, okay. I would, I would certainly ask him some questions. We can get the whole team in here to ask him questions. Yeah, I, mean, I think Ronnie's got questions. Roddy would have a field day with this guy. Yeah, that'd be fun. <laughs> what would you ask him? What's your first question, Ron? I, I'm trying to figure out what kind of pleasure this guy gets out of guys like taking that the the the, the skin in their mouth and shit. No, Roddy, I, could you, I just can't picture it. Roddy, he could you take your ass meat and put it on a grill and grill it like a steak, like an ass <laughs> steak? What do you think? He, t he told me guys will take his ass meat and use it like a catcher's mitt and then jerk themselves off when his ass oh. is wrapped around their dick. Ooh. Oh, how about a hat? Nice. That sounds like fun. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't know. I would uh I would I would talk to the dude. Why not? I'm kind of curious. Right, I, I Yeah. Maybe we'll we'll, we'll, we'll line that up. Maybe yeah, we'll put on the schedule. Where did he come from? What is his background? <laughs> I don't know. We might have to bump Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, <laughs> what does he do? Does he work? Do you know anything? About does he have a job? I mean, what does this guy do? It, it's hmm. funny. Like I, I Dude. know he, uh, like 
last, I think it was last summer, he traveled around Europe just getting fisted. Like he was in every different country, every city. People. I, yeah, I, I thought you he, said. Uh, I thought you said his job was he was a radio programmer. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think he works at that In and Out Burger that <laughs> John visited. He doesn't. He doesn't work at iHeart Radio or something. Whatever it's called. <laughs> whatever they call that these days. Uh, Brad, you're on the air in Michigan. No bread. Okay. Oh, there's bread. Hi, Brad. Hey, Howard. Yeah. Oh, hey, Howard, listen, I, I've been listening to you since you were at W4 in Detroit on Jefferson Avenue, and I wish Robin and the team were with you back then. Uh, right. But I loved the show, and I just puked. I just, I just, I pulled off of 28th Street in Grand Rapids, and I was listening to that ass meat stuff, and I just got so freaking sick, I had to puke next to a dead raccoon. <laughs> All right, if, you, if you're going uh, down Jefferson Avenue, do not roll into that puke. It just give the guy giving you a warning, <laughs> make sure. <laughs> Jefferson Avenue. I wish Robin and Fred were with me, too, back then, sharing my misery. Uh, let's go to uh, Eric in New Jersey. What up? Hey, now, Howard. Hey, now. Uh, so I, have, I have an issue with everybody kind of bugging out about this. Think of all the stuff you've played on your show. Is this really the worst? We got Water of Life, Ball Busting Fest. I think people are going crazy. I, I think Listen, it's hilarious. You want to know what? I think it's hilarious. I could listen to it all day with this uh, ass fisting. That, to me, it was much grosser when Debbie the Cum Lady was talking about swallowing, uh, you know, swallowing uh, uh, Eric's cum. I, I mean, to me, yeah. you know, but uh, what do I know? Yeah, but uh, I think Eric never, never delivered. Yeah, but it, just even the thought of blowing Eric would make me throw up. I mean, uh, <laughs> hey, hey, Debbie, you're, yeah. I, did, did you ever re-hook up with high pitch and get him to come in your mouth? No, I was supposed to be coming up there in October, but I have to delay my trip. But I'm definitely still obsessed with making him come. If anything, I'm more addicted to it now, and I'm convinced I'll be able to do it. That I know. You see, I find this much more sickening than uh, the thought of you blowing high pitch Eric. Then ask me hanging out. I don't know why. It is, uh, <laughs> you know, it's just too much. Yeah, Debbie the, Debbie the cum lady, who's really good at blowing dudes, and, you know, she loves cum. She could not get Eric to come. Not yet, but I'm convinced I'm going to do it. I'm fixated on making him come. I know I, I definitely can do it. Also, Howard, one other <clears> quick thing. I needed, I've been meaning to tell you this for years. There is somebody else associated with your show that is definitely the epitome of sex, and I definitely also had a strong desire to blow him. Who? Sexy Jason. Jason. Oh. Yeah, he is sexy. He lost a lot of weight. He's really a fucking hot stud now. It's unbelievable when you see him. It's uh, Robin gets excited, too, I think, from yeah, what well, I can tell. Well, that would be the next one on my list. If I mean, he's a whole package. He's brilliant. He's funny. He's sexy. <laughs> I mean, when I come Jason, up here, I know you're married, but would your wife uh, give you a fucking break? Can you take a blowjob for, uh, for the team here? <laughs> what do you think? Anything for you, Howard. No, I, uh, I, uh, I'm very flattered, Debbie. I did not expect, uh, my name uh, to come out of your mouth when you were, uh, dialing that up. That is, uh, pretty cool. Thank you for including me. Sal, how much would you love to be single and let Debbie blow you? Be honest. Uh, call my lawyer down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sal, but, <clears throat> Howard, I Sal. can assure you. This yeah. is no shtick with Debbie. She emails me, talks to me at least once a week. She is so stressed out over the fact 
that she couldn't make Eric come. She really is on a mission. And she's planning to fly out here on her own dime, get another hotel room, and do it again. Eric, wow. it's useless trying to get you to come for some reason. And, you know, I think it's, I don't, I'm not going to say, but look, you can't come, right? Debbie shouldn't waste her time. Why don't you tell her, give her a break and tell her to move on. Go ahead. No, she shouldn't move on because I know I can do it. Please, you, know you, can Eric, come. you were so sure the last time. What happened? <laughs> I'm on so much medications, and maybe when she comes, I won't take medications. What medication are you taking that prevents you from having this beautiful woman sucking on your penis and you can't blow a load? I'm on a lot of psychiatric medications. Right. Blood pressure medications. So when she comes, maybe I'll stay off the medications. Oh, well, Eric pulled listen. that crap last time, Howard. He was off medications for over three weeks for really? the first Henry. super blow. Yes. I know. And wasn't it embarrassing? You know, Debbie, have a little self-respect because wasn't Eric rude to you as well? Like, he, he, he wasn't even, like, helping you out. He, he was on his phone while you were blowing him. Yeah, but I could get all past that. I mean, I have, I, I'm fixated on making him come. I know I could do it. And this has been very depressing to me. I've been thinking about this every day. I have to make him come. I'm convinced can I play, I can, can I play psychiatrist for a minute? Yes. There are, thank you, Eric. Uh, De Debbie. He was talking to Debbie. <laughs> there are people like, um, you know, like you watch baseball now. There's a guy coming very close to breaking Roger Maris's home run record. You know, and, and there were probably a million little boys out there who want to, you know, grow up and break Roger Maris's home run record. They're never going to do it. They're not. And, and you know, at some point you get realistic with them and you say, look, you're never going to be a pro athlete. You're never going to. And, you know, and I don't mean to burst your bubble, blah, 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 blah. But you maybe you should pick a different profession. And you talk to these kids and you let them know. Same when I was on America's Got Talent. There were people who want to be musicians. They want to be actors. I saw them. I took him aside. I said, listen, you're a nice person. I'm going to do you a favor. You got no fucking hope. You got no hope. And, you, you know, some of them you get through to, some of them you don't. Debbie, listen to me. It, it, the well is dry. You, you, in other words, uh, you know, there are certain things that can't be done. Mount Everest, so climbing close. it. You're so close. You, you were not that close. The guy never came. Did he even get hard, Debbie? He did get hard. He did get hard. And oh, that's it. That's what I'm saying. He was so close. I know I could do it. I know I could do it. It was over three days of blowing him. That's crazy. <laughs> he was watching baseball <laughs> videos. I could, I, could come in three, I could come in three seconds. This was well, three Sal, days of sucking. I understand the challenge. I know this woman. You know what it is? She loves blowing guys. She loves swallowing. She wanted and a she, challenge. She got she it. Wants, yeah. She got the challenge. And I got to tell you, um, you know, he also made Debbie pay for all the meals. He made yes. Debbie pay for the hotel room. There was a lot of humiliation involved in this. <laughs> and uh, by the way, Eric, I will tell you, I've spoken to most people on this show. Most of us are convinced that you took Viagra to get hard for no, Debbie. I did, not, I did not take any Viagra. Are you willing to uh, sign an affidavit to that effect? Yes, I will. You will. All right. Well, okay. Because we need to know that. So, what Debbie. What difference does an affidavit make? A uh, Robin, Robin, this is a legal question. You don't understand it. I do. How would watch right? a She Hulk? You know. That's right. I've been watching She Hulk every episode, right. and now I know what. The law. Now right. No, 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 no. This blowjob that Debbie gave, and most guys would have loved it. Mm -hmm. 
It was, we called it the Woodstock of blowjobs. It went on for three days and three nights. <laughs> and there was a lot of tragedy. And there was a tragedy and mud and, and it was just don't ask. But, uh, you know, Debbie, you gave it a good try. I'm going to talk to you seriously now. I think you ought to give up on Eric. I think no. you should. And move I can't, on. I can't, Howard. I can't let it go. There has not been a guy I can't make come. And I can't live with knowing that I can't make him come. This is an did you do? Now. Did you do everything? Were you totally nude during it? No, it wasn't totally nude. No, I was topless. But you know topless. what? Topless. Yeah. See, Eric doesn't even remember that. Eric, did you look at her breasts? Yes, no, he was watching it. baseball. They were beautiful. I heard you were watching baseball. Okay, so next time when she does it, I'll put my phone, I'll shut my phone off. All right, she's listen to me. to play like either Donnie or John Stamos. Oh. What? What does she got to do? He needs a dude. He needs to be looking at a yeah. guy, it sounds like, a baseball player, oh, Donnie God. Wahlberg. No, oh, Donnie Wahlberg or John Stamos. Right. Yeah, but wait a second, Eric. You're gay then, because you've got no, a gorgeous not. woman with a big rack, and you want to, you want, wait, you want Debbie to blow you while you stare at John Stamos? Or Donnie Wahlberg, Blue Bloods. All right, I tell you what I'm going to do. I'm done with this. I'm out of this. I tell you what, Debbie. I'm like a make a wish here. I I got to tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to talk to Donnie Wahlberg. He's a friend of the show, and I know Jenny, his wife. I know. And I'm I'm going to ask him if he'll stand there with his shirt off while you blow Eric. Okay. Okay. Okay, whatever works. Because we have to help you. This is this is terrible what's going on. Yeah, I don't give a yeah. shit about Eric. I, I got to help you get over this fixation because it's I, ruining your life. It's clearly not your it fault. I all the Betty. time, Howard. No joke. I just can't let this go. All right. She did ask me, do you want me to put blue blood on? I said, no, I want to concentrate. Well, I'll tell you what, this is all very strange to me. Uh, Debbie is an expert at blowing guys. This is her Mount Everest. This yes. this high pitch, Eric, and um, you know, I tell you what, I could do, Eric. What's that? What if I get like a shirtless Chris Wilding to be in the room next time <laughs> Debbie blows you? Uh, would he be willing to stand there with the, with his shirt off? Hold on, Chris, help me out here. Do you mind standing there in the room with your shirt off while um, Debbie blows him? I don't know if I could agree to my shirt being off, but I, I, I would go there and cover it. I'd be in the room. Mm-hmm. Well, how's that for mask. you, Eric? That might help. All right. Uh, all right. <laughs> well, uh, 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 Debbie, you don't find that too <laughs> insulting that you're blowing a guy and he's got to stare at Chris Wilding? No, whatever it takes. For right. Eric to come in right. my mouth, I will do anything. Jeez, I'm not going to be there for three days. I mean, I'll give him three hours. <laughs> Eric, you know I don't care if you're gay or not. You know it's irrelevant to me. I'll still be your friend. I like gay people um, better than I like heterosexuals. So there's no problem there. Admit at least to me now that you're a gay man because there's a woman blowing you and you want to stare at a guy. I mean, you can admit it. It's okay. You can let it out. Get it off your chest. No, I'm not. I mean, the blowjob that she gave me, I mean, it felt I mean... I haven't had one since I had the girlfriend. All right. So, yeah, what does do, that mean? What do you need to stare at a guy for? Chris Wilding could look like Donnie Wilbur to me. What? 
Now, Eric, you understand staring at a man while you're getting a blowjob from a woman. That makes you gay. I mean, listen, it might help me. Can we, can we, can we, what? All right, dear, your oh phone's God. breaking up. We got to go. All right, it's not like that. More come in your mouth than Debbie's. He's, yeah, he's right. calling from a gay planet. Yeah, we can, we can't hear you, so so forget it. Yeah, okay. Did he even did he even come for his ex girlfriend? No, he, he hasn't. He never comes. Please, Howard, I did. Listen, why don't we just cut the middleman out? Chris, will you blow Eric so he can come? <laughs> no, no, Debbie. You know what'll happen. If we put, yeah, right. Well, if you put Chris in there and, you know, Debbie, Debbie will try for an hour or an hour and a half to get Eric to come. And then Chris will just, you know, step up and Eric will blow a load. Right. I'll come in like five minutes. With, All right, with well, Chris. Look, yeah. Listen, here's what I'm going to say. Debbie, God bless you. If you want, go visit Eric. Chris will come over and cover it, but hey, go blow him, and I uh, wish you luck, okay? I, I'm okay. out of this. I'm out of this. All right. Thank okay. you. Okay. I mean, my God. I, I mean, it's ridiculous already. I mean, he needs a dime. I tried Wolver. to talk her out of ever getting mm. herself into this mess, but she had to come and try. By the way, before we walk out the door, I see uh, one of the smartest guys in porn, Vic Legina, is on the ah. phone. I never turned down a call. Uh, <laughs> Sal, your buddy. Yes. Uh, Vic Legina, who's a porn producer, he's been in the business. He would like to comment on this fist thing once and for ah. all. He claims he has some information. I'd always love to hear it. Vic, go ahead, please. You have the floor. Not so much on the fist thing. Oh, good morning, Howard and Robin. Good morning. Um, good morning. I, I want to move on. I, I want to move on from this topic because I have officially found my line in life, and this is it. But basically, Ronnie was asking about you know control over the anus. Um, what happens in porn sometimes when a girl does too much anal or is pushing and squirting, they tend to lose control and leave a turd nugget sometimes, and they usually call for baby wipes. So that, that that's, that's common. Uh, yeah. Vic, the question is this. We're talking to this dude. His his whole anus is outside of his ass. In other words, it's 18 inches of, of prolapse anus come out of his ass. Um, the, I guess uh, the, the answer is that's got to be tremendously dangerous. That's what we're after here. I mean, what are they doing with this thing? Uh, it sounds like he needs to get stitched up, and he's probably in diapers already. That's my guess, because there's no way that can hold anything up there. Really. And, and what about you? Have you ever uh, uh, filmed a scene with a guy with his anus outside of his body? Not a guy, uh, a woman. I, I primarily always shot boy-girl scenes, but I see. Yeah, and you mean you've I mean, seen a I, woman? Uh, you've seen her asshole pop out of her ass? Yeah, I mean, not eighteen inches, like three, and that was enough uh, for a lifetime. So, uh, yeah, and, and and other girls, they, um, I've seen them do it. They, he says other men do, which is the licking and all that. And it was, uh, I'm still, rec I'm still recovering from this, man. I mean, I, I've been away from porn for about a year. And, uh, when I go into these brain trenches, it's, it, it could be rough sometimes. So, uh, well, uh Dick Legina describing, yeah. uh, PTSD, uh, after seeing an anus outside I of the body. I call it PTSV, yes. Yeah, right. PTSV, right. <laughs> well, Vic, uh, always good to hear you weigh in on these topics. Thank you, Vic Legina from all the way from Nevada. My thanks, pleasure. Vic. Yes, there he is. He's an well, expert. Thanks. He knows, he knows what he's talking about.
Mm-hmm. Howard, right, someone Sal. posted a, a Absolutely. video. Someone yes. posted a video of Hunger FF's ass meat and some guy like going down on it. And it yeah. really does look like the guy is going down in a giant red, like organ like dick, but it's the guy's protruding, you know, prolapse. <laughs> all right. Oh, I'm out oh. of this. I'm out of all of it. Yeah, please. <laughs> Just I think we learned way too much because, you I'm know, right. when a Wolfie first interviewed Hunger, his prolapse was only 10, and now he says it's 18. So. <laughs> it's <laughs> he described it way. He said it's like the mouth in the movie Aliens, like it, it just juts out. Last phone call of the day is from Chris in Wisconsin. Go ahead, Chris. Hey, now, how's it going? Hey, now. Hey, I was thinking when you guys come back from COVID, we can get uh, Hunger FF in there and have Sal or Richard fist him in the studio. Oh, sure. <laughs> well, Sal, in the interest of the show, what about Richard fisting you on the show? Like maybe yeah, we can, yeah, it. why not? We'll do it for the, right. a holiday special. <laughs> All right, good. For Christmas. All right, yeah, grab bag. Ask me limbo. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. Good idea. We'll put that on Sal's, um, we'll put that on Sal's work list, his to-do yeah. list. All right, I do want to remind you one thing. This Friday... Peace and Love, our special airing of Red Hot Chili Peppers in concert at the Apollo Theater for Sirius XM Small Stages. Peace and Love. This will air on Howard 101, 5 p.m. Eastern and Pacific. And uh, there you go. That's a biggie, and it's it's something uh, wholesome. You will not be thinking about ass meat and fisting. (laughs) And that's that. And that's that. What do you want to say, Marianne? She's been on the phone all morning. What? Well, go ahead, honey. What you got I the list. Say? I want to. Yeah. I want to say that I I told I called Debbie the pet lady out on it way back when she didn't get Eric to come. And if she's so good at blowjobs, she should know it's all in the mind. And she should talk to Eric. She should find out what turns Eric on and, and get down and dirty and talk to him, Eric. Because you. It's not a Eric. bad idea. That's not a bad Eddie, idea. In other words, that's right. If Debbie could even figure out what's in Eric's head, then maybe she could turn him on. Okay, Mary, exactly. fair enough. Because you know what turns me on, Harry, you want All right, so anyway, we'll see you next week. It's going to be a jam-packed week next week. Uh, very busy week, Robin. Too busy for me to even go into right now. We're taking really? another half hour okay, to tell you what's happening. You just have to show up. You just have you just to got show it. up. That's it. You got a subscription, you're in. All right, uh, we'll see you next time. Bye.